It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. The Georgia Bulldogs bludgeon their way to back-to-back, leaving no doubt. 65-7 is the final for the Dogs. Well then. <laughs> Best comment during the game I said was, can Alabama come out and play the second half? Yeah. <laughs> People looking for a good game. I, I got pretty boring. You know, I, the game looked great. Great uniform matchup, I yeah. thought. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Some people hate the TCU uniforms. I like them. And I love the classic Georgia. Uh, the the uh, SoFi Stadium looked great out there in it California. Did. But that score, that mismatch, man. You know, and it was funny because 65 to 7, I love that clip there at the end. No, you did not add music to that. No. That was the real music from ESPN. This is what it sounds like when they're all done. And Chris Fowler hit the post at the end. Listen. 65 7 is the final for the dogs. That makes it sound like somebody died. <laughs> Amazing. Dr. Evil. It matches the feeling, though, because it was just an absolute mismatch blowout, unlike anything I've ever seen Unbelievable. in a big time college football game. I mean, just complete dominance by Georgia. Great job. Back-to-back national champions. Good for them. You don't see that too often. You know, a lot throughout college football history, you would have, like, co-champions. You know, through, like, the 20s, 30s, 40s, even in the 70s and the 80s. That was so stupid. You'd have co-champions. And, you know, so you you didn't really see outright back-to-back championships a lot. Nebraska did it. I think Notre Dame did it back in the 80s. Uh, Alabama did it in 2011, 2012, and now Georgia's done it. It's funny, too, because there's this this misconception in sports. The first guy I ever heard point this out, he was exactly right. I don't agree with Colin Cowherd a lot, but he was exactly right about this. He goes, people will try to tell you they don't, they get sick of teams dominating. They love it. People, oh, yeah. People love a dominant franchise. Absolutely. They, they love it. You, the, the, the ratings will always go through the roof. If Georgia's in this thing again next year, it'll be, it'll be a ratings all-timer. They it's, love to see them either fall or they, they there's some sort of a comfort zone about some team. Even if you can't stand them, you can count on them being good. Think about what happened with, with the Patriots over their evolution over 20 years. I'll use that as, as an example. When they right. got in after 9-11 and that Super Bowl was you know, like a Cinderella story, right? They, they, were get, they were getting better, but no one expected them to go to the Super Bowl. Tom Brady is this right. unknown young quarterback, and everyone's rooting for the Patriots. They're the 14-point underdog in the Super Bowl against were, the high-powered they were, Rams. They were America's love affair. Exactly. By 2003, everyone hated them. Everyone hated them. So that's, that's exactly it. So that's what happens. But at the same time, they became that that's you know villain that everybody right. loved to hate. Exactly you had right. to tune in to see them. It's true. Happened with the Chicago Bulls. Yep. Happened with the Golden State Warriors. Always. Happens with the Yankees. No I mean, matter what they tell you, America loves a dominant champion. And it happened with Alabama. Yeah, exactly you know? right. They did. Of course they did. And in college football, loves that they're a, a dominant. Sure. No, we want parody. No, you don't. You, get, no, you, you don't. You, you have you, to have your staples, your blue buds. You want you some. Know. You want some variety, but they yes. want they want dominant teams in there, and they may be in there again next year. Who the heck knows? They I might. Don't know. People like seeing their Duke and Kentucky and you know North Carolina and things like that. It's it's a sense of familiarity. It's like oh, I know that team. They're always good. I want them to lose. Absolutely gives you a reason to watch. You root for them or against them. But man, good for Georgia. Just they didn't lose. <laughs> total total dominance. Unbelievable. All right. Well, this story is uh, getting hot and heavy now because now some prominent Republicans the new with their new power. 
in the House of Representatives. They're starting to chime in. We'll go to the CBS report about the Biden documents scandal. Aha. Three sources tell CBS News the classified documents were discovered in this building about the White House at the offices of the Penn Biden Center, a foreign policy research institute set up after President Biden left the vice presidency. Uh, all of those are classified documents as well. Whoops. The U.S. attorney's investigating. That was uh, from Joe Biden's time as VP. He had a lot of access to foreign governments, inside information for the U.S., obviously. Recently found hidden away in the offices of the Biden think tank. She mentioned it there. What's the name of it? It's the University of Pennsylvania Biden Center. That's what it is. Why is that important? Well, the documents were housed there. They, they left that uncovered. But also this. The University of Pennsylvania took in reportedly over $100 million in donations from China to build the thing and to keep it going. Can't. China doesn't do anything <laughs> unless they get access and they get something out of it. And that's, yes, exactly it. That's the issue here is this building is bought and paid for largely by China. That's right. And they're not doing that out of charity. They're not doing that out of the kindness of their heart. They do that, like you said, to have access and influence. Otherwise, they wouldn't bother on it. But remember this? It wasn't that long ago. Joe Biden was talking about how in the world could Trump leave those documents sitting. Mm. There, there they are on the floor after the raid in, in Mar-a-Lago. How could you be so irresponsible? It's like he's talking about himself here. How that could possibly <laughs> happen. How one, anyone could be that irresponsible. And I thought, what data was in there that may compromise sources and methods? By that I mean names of people who helped, or et cetera. And it's just uh, totally irresponsible. Here's your difference, Joe. Your documents were classified. Trump's weren't. Good point. They were classified at one time for Trump, and that's what people get. Well, what do you mean they weren't classified? No, they were, but Trump was president. Then they were declassified, which is why they he brought them to his personal residence in his own personal office. Mar-a-Lago isn't paid for by China. That's Trump's house. So we all ask the question, you think the House Judiciary Committee now is going to put this to the top of the list to investigate this? Well, let's go to Jim Jordan, oh, who's boy. in charge of it now. He wouldn't say if they'd probe the situation, but he's saying they'll probe the situation. Here's the quote from last night. They grabbed him as they were leaving as they passed their new rules. Quote, well, I think the other thing that's interesting, frankly, is they knew about it a week before the election. Maybe the American people should have known about it. That's a good point because we, right before the midterms. That's a very good point because we're just seeing this timeline now. November second, it was discovered. It was reported to the National Archives, and then it was turned over the next day. Once they found out about it, they brought it over to the archives the next day. But think about this for a second. Like Jim Jordan said, right there, right by the midterms, no one says a peep. We're finding out now here, yeah. or two months later. I was buried too. And then you think about this: November of 2022. How far removed is Biden at that point from being vice president? Right. Ten years? Yeah. Well, no, I'm thinking, what's, what's no, what, uh, two years. Two years. No, six years. Six. I'm trying to remember when Obama left, left office. So that's six, six years, years of time that China could have investigated if they want to look into any of these documents that were in there. And they said, here's the other thing of the CBS report. They won't say it's a small amount, but they won't say exact. That doesn't mean they're not important. According to a source familiar with the matter, the classified documents are small in number and were found in November in a box among unclassified material. Six years just sitting there after Obama and yep. Biden left office in 2016. They went, uh, they stomped up and down calling the Mar-a-Lago documents treason and this and that. He's uncooperative. Uh, none of that turned out to be true. But this is, 
They they are absolute hypocrites. I swear, man, they better hold them accountable. This must this has to be a stand that the Republican House, this new Republican House. I know they're passing a lot of new things, new rules, the rules package, and all that. You know, they went after the IRS agents, the eighty-seven thousand new IRS agents. They they were you know overturned that last night. They did all that. They got to make a stand on something like this because they didn't see this coming, unless they knew through back channels and maybe this was you know down down the pipe here, but. Now that it's out, they have to make a strong stand on this. Make an example. This is Well, you know who was there was this Department of Justice. Merrick Garland knew that they were investigating this. They have to brief him on this. He sure kept that quiet before the midterms, didn't he? Uh, He was too busy going after Trump in his house for declassified documents. Make sure you look in Barron Trump's room. They may may be in there. He was was looking at Melania's uh, shoe uh, shoe drawer. Give me a break. Unbelievable. All right, we've got Trump's reaction. You can imagine what that is (laughs) from last night. We've got that coming up next. Uh, The Mega Millions Update 2, all next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Thank you so much, Katia. Sounds like beautiful weather on the way. A little bit cooler even. And we got news coming up. Rapid fire news at 730. That's where Karen has the headlines and we chime in. What's coming? So, you know, yesterday I told you that uh, Bolsonaro is in Florida. Yes. Then this story started breaking that, oh, he's with Trump and Steve Bannon planning this over. (laughs) (laughs) At a Cracker Barrel. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Having a chicken pot pie. Give me one Uh, of those biscuits there. They're all planning this uprising that happened. So, well, no, he just got out of the hospital in Kissimmee. Remember he got stabbed in the abdomen at a campaign event? Yep. He was having problems, but uh, he's nowhere near what's happening in Brazil. But Biden's going to have, what's his name, Lulu? He's going to have him come to the White House and show his support and talk to him on the phone. And, and if you need to have Bolsonaro return, we'll return him. You bet, I'll bet you DeSantis will be like, uh, not so fast. I mean, the guy is, uh, he, yeah, he's, he's lives in Florida. I mean, he's a, he's a resident here now. I mean, how can you, he's what are you going to do, Trump extradite of the him? Trump of the tropics. Make Brazil great again is like the major <laughs> hashtag that's going on. Really? Yeah. And I, did you see that uh, those signs? And they did it to get the international press too. That we want the source codes, and they wrote it out in English as well as well, oh, wow. as, as, well as Portuguese. They're talking about. I've never seen anything like that at a protest before in my life at the Capitol there when they stormed it over the weekend. They want the source codes of the voting machines of that massive election in Brazil. That's so, what they want. Wow. They want to see it. So they're convinced that there was fraud going on. Yes. It's probably easier in Brazil to pull that off. I wonder. I guess. I don't know. I think it's easier here than we realize. But a massive, massive country you're talking about here. Those yeah. protests were, they smashed open windows of the of the, the government buildings. Yeah, they did. I, I was told that Trump underperformed in every state that didn't have mail-in ballots that were encouraged. And Florida, he overperformed where DeSantis encouraged us to use mail-in ballots. Right. Because so. ours work. Yeah. Huh? So anyway. Do your own math. <laughs> I, yeah. Again, two plus two. Yeah. Right, then we're coming up. All right. Thank you, Karen. We'll see you then for Rapid Fire. Hey, by the way, you, you, Jen was deep into this, too. You were, too, and I saw it because I know Lauren loved this. Did you watch that Inventing Anna documentary? I did. About that con artist, Anna Delvey? It was an amazing story. I don't know how many people listening actually saw it, but she conned. Nobody knew her background. Nobody knew where she came from. She just showed up in New York one day and for years ripped off the one percenters in Manhattan for all they were worth. Like, lived years off their dime. How? And nobody understood how she did it. It was a total confidence game. She said she was a European heiress and that the money was coming, like her trust fund when she hit a certain age. And so (laughs) she would go to the bank and she would get loans on that, hundreds of thousand dollars in loans. She found this building that she wanted to turn into some weird, like, art gallery slash lounge. Just on reputation. Yeah. All wow. she did was talk her way into things. She, well, she finally got caught. 
I mean, <laughs> you know, but it took a long, long time. Uh, she's currently serving house arrest in East, East Village, New York, but she's probably going to get a reality TV project. I love it. She's working on it now, and she's got some so, a lot of suitors. Or she's lying about that, too, and, uh, you know, but I maybe. don't know. No, but you know it's how an she, amazing story. She used the phone and she disguised her voice as the guy over in Germany or whatever right. who did with the bank there as he talked to the banker in New York. I mean, she's very wily. She defrauded and deceived friends and businesses out of more than $200,000 cash. Yeah. But there were loans she secured from big institutions in New York to really? develop all this stuff ahead of time. And no one ever questioned her. It's like amazing. twenty-two million, but the, it was very unsettling. It made me, it gave me anxiety because she was always stiffing people, and then she was like handing out hundreds of dollars, and then they get the check, and and her card wouldn't go and through. She was never there, and other people. <laughs> it was like, oh my god, I can't take this stress. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. There was this one story of she got invited to, uh, you know, these are like Manhattan socialites, or whatever. Yeah. And she got a call in, and she goes, "Hey, you got to come to the party. We got my yacht in 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 uh, France, and we're gonna, yeah, yeah, cool, whatever." She and her boyfriend stayed for a month on the boat when everybody left. Squatters. Which is expensive. They talked to one of these New York housewives. She goes, are you on my boat? Because <laughs> I just got a bill for $500,000. Oh my gosh. Get off my boat. This woman sounds like a piece of work. Oh, she is a piece of work, but wow. it's fascinating. I gotta check this out. Was this documentary on, on Netflix? Yeah, it's called was Inventing, it? Anna. Yes. Inventing Anna. Watch that before you get this reality So now show. they might do a whole reality show offer. She'll probably get it too. Oh, it'll be bigger than Megan and Harry. No, <laughs> I hope so. Crazy thing. <laughs> That is. Then God. she'll make a hundred million dollars like they did. Probably. Good God. Unbelievable. Well, <laughs> if you don't need that, you're probably playing Mega Millions. Because that tonight is $1.1 billion. Now, no match is all six numbers. Tuesdays, Jack Pike be $1.1 billion. Play on, America. <laughs> all right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm almost hoping it rolls over again so we can hear that guy say $3 billion. I don't want to lose him. <laughs> I don't want to lose him. <laughs> we've, got, we've got to keep him. What's his John Crow? We figured out his name was. I think that's his name. Somewhere I, I want to know lines. his real name. Yeah. Who the heck knows? He's a cartoon character. He probably sounds like when it's a normal jackpot, and tonight's jackpot right. is 10000 <laughs> <laughs> $20 million jackpot tonight on the Mega Million. Let's see what happens. <laughs> that's right. He's totally calm. Exactly right. Wow. I don't know. All right. Well, this happened... Last night, they passed their rules package in the Ooh. new Republican uh, Congress in the House of Representatives. This vote, the yeas are 220, the nays are 213. The resolution is agreed to. Without objection, the motion to reconsider is laid on the table. It's just funny how all of this stuff works out. You know, all the consternation and the stress and the complaining of last week. And, oh, my God, it's an embarrassment of the nation. Everybody is happy about it now. Everybody. The re- the rebels on the Freedom Caucus, the establishment Republicans. McCarthy is happy as hell because all these concessions came to be, including just a long laundry list of this stuff. Of one member to call for a vote to oust the Speaker. They're going to restore the Holman rule. He can reduce the salary of government officials. Investigative committees, this is the important thing, mm. to probe weaponizations of federal governments. Uh, they are set to vote to remove the funding for the 87,000 IRS agents. They got everything they wanted out of this. Right. And the whole process worked at the end of the day. That's right. And we wait. So are you, hold on, Bill. You're telling me then 
You and I were right all along last week. <laughs> we, we kept, got one in 23. Hey, <laughs> finally. When we kept saying we couldn't understand why all these national pundits were trashing this, saying it's an embarrassment. And in the end, everyone's going to be happy because it's going to be better off once they actually compromise and work out a plan together. Surprising people, too. Wow. Even like Gorka. Like, he's jumping up and down these days. He's like, they got everything they wanted. <laughs> last week, he was like, this is an absolute embarrassment. <laughs> And now here we are, and everyone's like, oh, I guess it's worked out for the better. Gee, you think? I guess the reaction is never react to politicians and what they're fighting for at first, because this is, it, it, it's it, one of the people, though, interestingly enough, and she, she, I know she went on Tucker last night to explain it, is Marjorie Taylor Greene, the firebrand representative from Georgia. She was one of the Amer- America First, Trump-supported, some would say created, candidates who was absolutely MAGA, absolutely America First. Absolutely clean up Congress, get rid of the swamp, drain the swamp, one of the people. But from the very get-go, was supportive of McCarthy, and nobody could really understand why. Her statement about it was yesterday, she says, I've said from the very beginning, even if you don't like Kevin McCarthy as House Speaker, wait till you see how much he can get done for this agenda. Listen, whether whether or not you like her, she was exactly right. I guess he's just the right person in the right place. You know, maybe... They can use him to pass a lot of their agendas because he knows a lot of the higher power people. He has the relationships. Mm -hmm. So it all works out in the end for both sides, I suppose, on the Republican House anyway, because there's two factions, really, when you think about it. I'm actually excited to see what they get done because there's there's a leash on them. You know, they're being their their feet are being held to the fire, it's, and it's going to be great to see. It worked out for the best, and I mean, another thing that they actually put through, which I think this is great, no more proxy voting. Oh God, you have exactly. to be there to vote. Go to just on principle. Show up right. for work like normal people have to. <laughs> Can you imagine we just wake up one day, we're like. Ah, I'll do the show proxy. Well, what do you mean? You got to be in the studio. Nah. Let's be honest. There's been a couple, couple of days where we've done that, but, yeah. but mostly. <laughs> <laughs> Just call me. I'll talk on the phone. I'm yeah, why. Phone it in. Yeah, we, yeah, you're right. We had congressmen literally phoning it in. That's right. No. Show up for work. Now they would. Now they have to. All right. We've got a lot to go over, including the Biden document scandal. Boy, is that growing this morning. That's uh, coming up in a lot more fun stuff, too, uh, including the national championship game last Ooh. night. During rapid fire, Karen's got that. It's 730-ish. Minutes away. Stick around for that. It's 7.30. Time for Jenna Bill's Rapid Fire with Karen Curtis on News Talk 850 WFTL. Well, let's see what's going on here. Anything in the news, Karen? Oh, I don't know, like stolen documents and, you know, classified things and... Wow. I don't know. Why are they reporting that? Because it's... Isn't that amazing? It's not about Donald Trump. It's about Joe Biden. I don't understand what's happening. I'm actually shocked that CBS came out with the Biden document scandal. So they broke it? They broke the story. Okay, well then everyone had to follow because it's one of the. That's what it was. So they would have looked. They would have looked silly if they. I'm watching CNN last night to get more details on this thing, and they CNN played the clip of Biden admonishing Trump for leaving documents at Mar-a-Lago, and then they came back for, to the studio and they went, unbelievable. I also just saw a, cli- a, a clip of uh, Byron Donalds speaking to Wolf Blitzer. Wow. So, I mean, they're, I don't know. Wow. <laughs> really? really going they had a Republican it. on CNN? And Byron Donald's ball. Mark that on the calendar. What yeah. is happening? I don't, I don't know. know. Um, and this is what Trump, of course, had to say. Yep. Former President Trump was quick to respond, asking, when is the FBI going to raid the many homes of Joe Biden, perhaps even the White House? Uh, never. Hold on a second. 
Is that guy the Mega Millions guy? It's I'm telling you. Sounds like him. It's the same guy. <laughs> Why the, these, these news stations always hire the pukey radio guys. That's where they came from. So bad. <laughs> so I guess they didn't want to leave CBS out on an island. I guess. Because that would look bad. But President Biden is facing questions. These classified documents, and Mm. they weren't just classified. No. They weren't just like with the red. No. They were like top secret pinky swear. I'll kill your family if you look at them documents. (laughs) Double Um, dog dare you. Double dog dare you. So, and it was while he was vice president, and they were found in an office he used as a private citizen at his, what, his think tank in Pennsylvania? It's called the uh, UPenn Biden Center, University of Pennsylvania. They keep saying they were found in a locked closet by his attorneys. I'll bet you that closet wasn't locked. Oh, it's probably in a drawer for God's sake. Who says it in a... That's a good point. Because if it wasn't in a locked closet, then what? Hey, you're right. Someone Who goes locks in there. a closet? Hey, what's in this locked closet? Yeah. Let's open it up. Yeah. In so the I... lock box. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that one of the biggest differences, too, is that, well, Trump did it, too. Incorrect. Here's the three reasons why. Number one, Trump was president and was able to declassify these documents. Number two, they found out that there was nothing damaging there once they investigated it after they raided his personal home, which brings us to the third point. It's his personal home. It's It's not a building funded by China. By the way... He had been working with the National Archives to go through this stuff yes. at the time right. of the raid. <laughs> oh, and by to your point, so this, what is the Biden Center all about? The UPenn Biden Center. Well, here's one thing. It's one of those Washington think tanks. Well, the it took over $100 million in donations over the years from China to develop it and keep it open. Wow. China doesn't give any money whatsoever unless they're getting something in return. So they had full access to this. Did Hunter broker that deal? Oh, well, maybe. Wouldn't um, surprise me. Yeah, a vice president cannot declassify documents, so I don't know. Moving on. The A's are 220, the nays are 213. The resolution is agreed to. Oh, my God. House Republicans getting stuff done. They adopted the rules package, mostly on party lines. Just Tony Gonzalez of Texas voted nay with all the Democrats. Uh, Other McCarthy concessions in this House bill. You have uh, a limit to bills to a single subject. You can't have omnibus bills with all this crap hanging on them. Very good news. That they do in the 11th hour when the government's going to shut down. You got to sit. You got to push it through. And you have to give them 72 hours cooling off period so we can read the bill. Exactly. It'll be put up on our website for us to read it. That may be one of the most important things. If we had that before this ridiculous omnibus spending bill happened. I think it would have been way more pushback. True that was a four thousand page bill. You could never get through it in seventy two right. hours. But if it's a one topic, maybe you can. Right. Oh my God. And then they are going to establish a select judiciary committee. I'm sure Jim Jordan will be on it to centralize investigations into executive branch called a select subcommittee on the weapon weaponization of the federal government, especially the FBI. Hmm. And that'll have Jim Jordan and thirteen other members that McCarthy appoints, and then of course Jerry Nadler. <laughs> Jerry. No, fat Jerry there Trump calls him. I, don't, I think it's going to get to the point where his pants are so high, you're not going to be able to see his tie anymore. Oh. <laughs> He's just one big pant. Yeah. <laughs> one big pantalone. It's going to be like right at his eye level. Yeah. <laughs> his pants right there. <laughs> Next, the uh, Republicans will vote to rescind that massive IRS funding of 87,000 new agents. However, this measure probably will not pass the Senate. All right, coming up on Rapid Fire, rumors of a writer's demise greatly exaggerated. Hmm. Uh, time for your WFTL traffic and weather together. Oh, fine. Northbound 95 Blue Heron Boulevard, new accident reported there.
Traffic moving well past our biggest state here on 45th Street. Uh, Turnpike southbound in West Palm Beach at Okeechobee Boulevard. That one is off on the shoulder. You're paying for that ride, though. Hi, this is Earl Ron, president of New South Window. New South is having a one-day factory sale this Saturday only in our factory showroom. 40% off energy-efficient windows and patio doors. One day only this Saturday from 9 till 4. Please visit us at NewSouthWindow.com. Your WPTV first alert forecast. I love this weather. I wish I could bottle it and like save it. <laughs> save it in a, in a locked closet in yeah. Pennsylvania. Get it all on you. Oh my God. <laughs> it's uh, calm, cool, and collected weather, I like to say. Uh, blue skies, temperatures overnight in the low 60s, or highs in the mid 70s for most of the week. Low humidity, no rain in sight. Currently clear and gorgeous and mild. 65 in the Palm Beaches, back to rapid fire. So this romance author, her name's Susan Meachin. Okay. She's dead. Allegedly. Oh, wait, no, she's fine. <laughs> oh, she's alive. No, but she's dead. But she, she's dead. She was dead, yeah. But I think she's okay. <laughs> this is one of the biggest marketing scams of all time. Uh, yeah. She was lying. She, she created this whole thing, right? Yeah. What the heck? I think this is a con job. She's getting a backlash because she faked her own suicide because she said she was being bullied by other romance writers online. It's a lot of bullying in the romance writing field. <laughs> really? I don't know. The romance writers community. I think that's the cover. They said she was getting uh, threats, so the family had to fake her death during the pandemic, and uh, now she's, oh, no, I'm a lot. No, this is to sell yeah, more books. She suddenly showed up. Here I am. She was on her... <laughs> Um, fans only thing. Oh, oh but wait, not wait. only fans. Yeah, oh, she was different a, one. Different no, one, right? No, no, excuse me. A members only Facebook. Oh, oh excuse okay. me. Oh, called okay. the ward. Can you imagine? She shows up suddenly on Facebook. They're like, "You're dead." Hopefully, when she did it, she went, "Boo!" <laughs> Guess who I am? Hello. Side note: That happened to me in high school. This is a quick, quick what? story. You died? Yeah, I, they, they thought I did. So I was there in freshman year is when I when I went to Pope Pope John Paul in Boca. And so I was there in freshman year, and I had my friends and everything. I left for a couple of years to go back to homeschooling for sophomore and junior year, and then I came back. And they thought you were Jesus. And sophomore year, I mean, I'm a senior year, I'm sorry, I came back in senior year, and the first day I get there, one of my buddies who I knew as a freshman, he saw me in the lunchroom, and his face turned <laughs> white, pale, and he looked at me, he's like, I thought you were dead. <laughs> no, dude. I, I just, just wait for a couple of years. People were walking around Diener's house. It was like with uh, Ferris Bueller. It was like, save Diener. <laughs> save Diener. No one knew what happened to me. The second coming of Diener. <laughs> I was yeah, back. At Pope High That's School. Right. Yeah. Back like Jesus. Way to go, man. <laughs> True story. That's awesome. So, yeah, this writer. All right, she's alive. Yeah. <laughs> Not really, she's dead. But anyway, a man is facing backlash after posting on social media a picture of himself peeing Why? on Gross. the Kilauea eruption viewing site. He peed on the volcano. All right, they, they've degraded from throwing marshmallows at it to peeing on it now. Stop this. What is wrong? He posted the photo from the crater. Stop doing this. On his what? his his social media. What what isn't you actually lived out there. Aren't yeah. they considered like spiritual or yeah. religious they things? They are really like sacred sites, aren't yeah. they? You have Pele, the goddess of the volcano. You can't do that. You sacrifice virgins in there. Well, not anymore, um, hopefully. You can't take anything <laughs> from the site. The virgin was like, hey, stop that. Hey, every, wait a minute. Every Tuesday. <laughs> still. And when they were throwing marshmallows, they were like, Hershey bar, please. <laughs> Golden showers and Hershey bars. Oh, oh my God! What nah, happened? No, nah, you did it. <laughs> and nah, nah. and there we only went. Tuesday. Now nah, you made it uncomfortable. <laughs> oh no! We don't know if he's a tourist or a local, which would be a comma Ina. 
Okay, that would be a local would be a comma Ina. Oh, he's and, a comma Anna. Stop doing that, <laughs> please. And a Howley is like white people. Yeah, oh, they have all kinds of names. Anyway, he was recently he recently moved to the Big Island and. In, um, in November, and he issued an apology after posting the video of himself urinating on Mauna Kea. What a dummy. Oh, Mauna Kea? They said Kilauea. This story's all over the road. I don't know. Waka laka. Shit. <laughs> anyway, don't I'm pee on the volcano. No. Come wasn't on, there, I wanna. Wasn't there a movie about Joe and the volcano? Joe, and the vo- was, Joe versus the volcano. There you go. I wonder if this guy's name is Joe. I don't know. He's a jerk. <laughs> that's, that's true. Yes. So, Dina knows all about this because when I there do? was a, a multi-studio competition to have the most revolutions or steps. Oh, yeah, I saw steps. What a nightmare that was. That that was a low point of 2022. (laughs) It really was. He sat there with it on his ankle and moved his leg all all morning. My legs got huge. Which means (laughs) you cheated. You weren't walking. That's correct. (laughs) And he still didn't win. <laughs> no, no, I won. I just didn't win anything. Oh, it was the oh, dumbest you won thing the ever. Bag of hair. You yes. won and you didn't win it. Not a thing. Oh. I did it for no reason. Five <laughs> days, putting an effort. And all kidding aside, it was really tiring for my legs to well, move up got, and down all the you time. You have huge quads now. They're yeah, very that's nice. true. Yeah, I won huge quads. You were up against another morning person from yes. our country station. Yeah. Every day he was walking down the hall, going, "Oh my <laughs> feet." <laughs> Oh, and I said, well, wh- how many miles did you walk yesterday? It had to be a mile and a half. <laughs> you need to get in shape there, Tubby. Holy smokes. <laughs> well, dog owners can now buy a Fitbit for your pet. Oh, jeez. It's the new Amino, Animo, Animo One $50 GPS track, whatever. So it's going <laughs> to tell you when your dog is barking, scratching, and sh- I know when my dog is barking, scratching, and shaking. Right. Because she wakes me up. Right. There's if that. So, if you don't, I don't know, you're a- not there. I don't need a Fitbit. It's even going to send me a notification when it detects a notable change in behavior. My dog knows. No, my dog knows evil. So if she just comes up to you like a person, she either's like hello, Nini or she's like Nini and Sanchez, or she will rip your calves off. I mean, it's just like what the heck? Sounds like a great dog. <laughs> Hold on a second. Where'd you find this winner? <laughs> <laughs> don't mess with Nini and Sanchez. Karen she's, got a used dog. I did. <laughs> Can I go back real quick to the stupid Fitbit that's going to tell you when there's a mood change? So what's it going to say? Your dog is barking. I know. Thanks for letting me know. I can hear her. What are we doing? And she's scratching. Yeah, I know that too. This reminds me of that story we had a few years ago with the the smart diaper that was going to tell you when to change your kid's diaper. Remember the smart diaper? (laughs) I almost quit the show on that story. It made me so angry. You were enraged. (laughs) It was. (laughs) I got her at the Big Dog Rescue. Diaper is full. Get the app. I don't need the app. Oh my Diaper full. gosh. It's for you, dear. Uh, no, I got her at the big dog rescue. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, that's good then. I'm yeah. just kidding, you know. No, no, I know. Your you're previously like, previously well, enjoyed dog. You're like, can you, couldn't you get a new one? Well, she had the, the growth on her eye and she had oh, all thing. kinds of problems. You fixed her. We did. Oh, boy. We love oh, her so much. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> and she points out evil. It's awesome. Good. And this tonight. It's Mega Millions. What's up, America? I'm- God. There he is. <laughs> I, I almost wanted to roll over again because he's going to lose his mind. That I guy. need it. I think I right. need it. Right. Yeah. Would it be then the biggest ever? Oh, boy. No. I wonder. Well, so, Mega Millions, yes, maybe. But remember, Powerball a few months back was at $2 billion. I think. They oh, that's ne- right. It hit two. Yeah. Oh, shoot. I think they need to change it to Bega Billions. <laughs> because it's never in the millions anymore. It's always in the billions. It's the billion a lot. Are you going to p- complain about the universe of numbers again? <laughs> <laughs> it's 70. You can never get the all. It should be 25. Done and done. Boom. 
Karen wants a national bingo game. That's right. <laughs> it's $1.1 billion, so you'll walk away with about 468 cents. I'll take it. And um, you can't retire on that. Good luck. It's 302. One out of 302 million. Hey, look, the Dolphins made the playoffs, so it's anything's possible. We said last week it was That's 301 to million, 300 million, the one that they would make it. And speaking of which, why can't the NFL be like college football and go by their record rather than their division oh, standing? Because oh, I don't get it. The divisions have to be important. Why? Because you got to keep the division rivalries going. Yeah, but what about the SEC and the Big Ten and all that and the Pac-12? Those are all corrupt. Okay. <laughs> well, last night it was a complete mismatch. Georgia destroying wow. TCU. 65-7 is the final for the dogs. ESPN rolls out the <laughs> ominous beatdown music. And did you hear at the end Chris Fowler? This is a radio thing. He hit the post. He did. He did. He, did. Nailed, he it. nailed it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I watched maybe the, after the second touchdown. I went, okay, I'm off this. And At least we got to go to bed early on, yeah. so that was good. Yeah. yeah. It was, it I, was, was, I was bailing early on that, too. Yeah. It was so bad. George I mean, is good, though. They are. Give him that. Stetson Bennett, the fourth. Yeah. I know the, Georgia uh, fans feel good today. Yeah, 45 year old quarterback for Georgia. Yeah. He's, he's clutch, man. 45. He is. He's the only one. He's got a wife and kids and a mortgage. <laughs> what did you say? There's 10 other NFL quarterbacks younger than he? He's, he's yeah. older than 10 starting NFL quarterbacks. Jeez. That, there should be a law against that. No, there's no. Stop <laughs> instituting oh. laws. <laughs> God. It's a new rules package. <laughs> Who gave the gavel to Karen? That's right. <laughs> After the 110th vote. But Nick Saban was sitting right there when someone said... David Pollack, Georgia alum, said that Georgia is the new powerhouse in college football. Nick Saban sitting right there. The low tide. Sure, that's what he was thinking. Saban stabbed him in the face after the broadcast. (laughs) (laughs) What other great radio is coming up next Uh, that wraps up rapid Well, I mean, this is enraging. The American Academy of Pediatrics. How are they going to fight childhood obesity? Uh, Kids. Surgery and drugs. Great. Isn't that wonderful? Stop feeding them. Yeah. No, and exercise. <laughs> and I didn't see this matchup coming. Dr. Dre versus Marjorie Taylor Greene. All right. Public beef coming up next. <laughs> the South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Let's go back about a month. And Joe Biden said this about Donald Trump and documents at Mar-a-Lago and the raid. And oh, remember this? How that could possibly happen. How one, anyone could be that irresponsible. And I thought, what data was in there that may compromise sources and methods? By that, I mean names of people who helped, or et cetera. And it's just uh, totally irresponsible. Uh-oh. Flash forward. Now, this morning, the U.S. attorney is investigating classified documents from Joe Biden's time as VP, recently found hidden away in the offices of a Biden think tank called the Biden Center, housed by the University of Pennsylvania which, by the way, took $100 million in donations over the years from China to keep the thing running. Oh, isn't that nice? So we got China classified, very important distinction, classified uh-huh. documents mixed in with other documents at the Biden Center. You know, I, I'm old enough to remember when we used to try to hide classified mm. documents from China, not get into bed with them and let them have access to it. What is going on here? Um. I also remember, it wasn't that long ago, remember all the libs told me that that was treasonous. Ah, yes. The documents that Trump had on the floor. Right. Or, or that the FBI agents put on the floor after the raid. He had them, you know, stalked away. And by the way, here's another distinction to make, despite what they try to tell you today. The, the Trump team was working with the National Archives at the time of the raid. 
They were working with them to figure out which documents. It's a process that takes a long time. Not this thing. Joe Biden's been out of, what? Uh, six years. Six years. Yeah. And by the way, this is interesting, too. And Jim Jordan uh, just made mention of this last night when he heard about it from the House Judiciary Committee. He's the chairman now. He, think, he says, I think the other thing that's interesting, frankly, is they knew about it a week before the election. Right. The Department of Justice has known about this. Merrick Garland knew about this before the midterms. That's true. We're only finding out about it now because of the CBS report, which is also the reason why other networks are talking about it, because CBS came out with it. This was the story from last night. Three sources tell CBS News the classified documents were discovered in this building about the White House at the offices of the Penn Biden Center, a foreign policy research institute set up after President Biden left the vice presidency. Okay, I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon when all the networks are talking about it now. Even CNN did a big piece on this, just sh- literally shaking yeah. their heads. That's okay. true. Good luck. And again, you know, the main difference is here, again, six years. Yep. These documents sat in a building. That's right. Funded by China, yep. okay, in Pennsylvania, which is just disheartening enough that we have these buildings, government buildings who are funded by China, you know, within our, our country here. That's very uh, <clears throat> annoying. But then you're, so you're talking about that, and then you realize, well, they've had access to this for six years, and then you realize that Biden was vice president, so he didn't have the power to declassify documents. So those things are just sitting there. You're just lying around. Unlike Trump, who had stuff that was declassified because he was president, had things in his own home, his own home, where no one else had access to it. It's starting already this morning, though. Well, the difference is uh, Trump stole documents. Did he? Are you sure? So, okay, okay, if you want to make that accusation, then what did Biden do? Were they given to him as a gift? Were they put under the Christmas tree from Barack? Here you go. Here you go. Joe, Merry Christmas. Here's some classified documents. Put that one on the wall. Yeah. But he had the nerve to say this. How that could possibly happen. You could be talking about yourself, Joe. Exactly. What absolute hypocrites. Well, this is, uh, thankfully, and I was actually glad to see the backlash about this, the American Academy of Pediatrics came out with some new guidelines yesterday. Now, the good news was, for the first time in a long time, they're addressing in a big way, in the most comprehensive way, childhood obesity. It's a big problem. Affects millions of kids, right? Teens and (laughs) preteens. Here's the problem. They're the top two methods recommended by the academy are surgery and pharmaceuticals to attack childhood obesity, what are including they doing? kids who are preteens. Childhood, preteens. This is absolute. I'm glad the pushback is happening. This is absolutely criminal. It's happening here. Instead of talking about lifestyle change and exercise and 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 diet and the effects of sugar. And movement, how important it is to get outside in sunshine. No, go <laughs> no, right to like surgery and pharmaceuticals. Nice work. I'm sorry. The doctors, the pediatricians who are suggesting these things should have their licenses, practice, take them off every board, take their practice away, and... I mean, just they should never be able to practice medicine again on anyone. For oh. them to actually come out and suggest this... As a real solution, instead of all the you know the things that you just said, right? Good old fashioned exercise and diet and getting sun. No, no, no! Well, don't do that for your eleven year old. Give them pills and put them in weight loss surgery. Are you kidding me? Well, there is some good news. I mean, they they recommend medications for kids as young as twelve, but for surgery, now nah, they want you to wait till thirteen. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> oh my god! Nice, very nice, very nice. What are we doing? All right, we're gonna have to hold off until the the big public debate. The fight now between Dr. Dre and Marjorie Taylor oh. Greene. 
This is our first big public fight of 2023. Yeah, we we, we need time on that one. We'll have that for you coming up next, including the uh, (laughs) Georgia National Championship and... How much is Mega Millions worth tonight? It's all next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. The Georgia Bulldogs bludgeoned their way to -to back-to-back, leaving no doubt. They were running out of adjectives to describe this. Overpowering their way, bludgeoning their way. They're just destroying. They didn't know what else to say. They're right, though. Yeah, Pounding you, their way. You just you, you run out of uh, superlatives at that point when you see a score of 65-7. to 7. And it was funny because Georgia scored first, and then yeah, they, they got did. a field goal, and it was 10-0. And you were like, eh, this doesn't look good. That thing was over five minutes into the first quarter. Well, that was I got tricked because it, it was... But then TCU scores, right. and it's 10-7. You're like, oh, okay, this could be interesting then. Maybe TCU does belong. Nope. Georgia goes on to score 55 unanswered points to win the national championship. They're second in a row national championship. And what was the score? 65-7 is the final for the dogs. <laughs> Very dramatic. <laughs> I wonder how many people tuned out. I mean, we're a little bit different because we get up so early. But I, I, was, yeah. I was dipping out. By at least the the second quarter, I was starting to what the Celtics are playing the Bulls. I wanted to see some of that. I was kind of starting to lose interest, even though the game looked great. SoFi Stadium there in California looked great. By the way, I had no idea it was right next to the LA Forum. Oh, is that right? I it's didn't know that right either. next to it. Huh? Remember the fabulous Forum they used to call it and used to watch games for, uh, in the eighties on, on that. And I was like, oh, <laughs> it looks so glamorous. And then they show this spaceship next to it now, which is all modern. <laughs> It looks like an old Roman Colosseum. Yeah. No, it does. I mean, the, the SoFi Stadium there is an amazing piece of architecture. But, man, what a just an incredible performance. A 15-0 season for Georgia. Back-to-back national championships. Unbelievable. So congratulations them. to them. One of the most dominant uh, teams in the past, you know, 40 years probably. They are a power. That's for sure. So we'll see what happens. See if they're in it next year. They probably will be. Mm. In the meantime, the story of the day, we got to go to CBS for this one because they broke it. Three sources tell CBS News the classified documents were discovered in this building about the White House at the offices of the Penn Biden Center, a foreign policy research institute set up after President Biden left the vice presidency. Okay, so first things first. What's the what's the Penn what's the Biden Center? The U Penn Biden Center. It's one of these Washington think tanks that uh, is basically a holding place for a presidential library for him someday it's it's at university of pennsylvania in pennsylvania but still it's a it's a it's a swamp establishment place funded by many different countries most importantly china this is why classified documents as she said there in the report are relevant to this reportedly the university of pennsylvania took in over 100 million dollars in donations from china over the years to set this thing up and to keep it going that's right why no big deal why would they do that for access. Of course. For access to exactly this kind of thing. Access, influence, to set themselves up for the future to be like, hey, you know, uh, since we're paying for that, I guess we can just go in and do whatever we want. And those documents sat there for six years. Classified documents. Here's where we are this morning. The U.S. attorney is investigating those classified documents uh, recently found hidden away in the offices of the Biden Center. That's what's happening now. Didn't take long before President Trump jumped on this one because he just had his private home raided over documents. Turns out, though, that those were declassified. What did Trump truth? 
boy, he jumped on this right away, didn't he? As they're saying in the reports, President Trump pouncing on this. He did. He said, when is the FBI going to raid the many homes of Joe Biden, perhaps even the White House? These documents were definitely not class, uh, declassified. Well, makes a very good point there and a very relevant one. Also, yeah. you know who else had a good point about this? They asked Jim Jordan last night on the House floor, because he's the House Judiciary Chairman, uh, about the situation. He wouldn't say whether they'd probe the situation, but he's kind of saying they will. Here's his quote from last night. I think the other thing that's interesting, quite frankly, is they knew about this a week before the election. He's talking about the midterms. They knew about this stuff then. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. And, and the then... Department of Justice knew about it. Merrick Garland knew about it. they got to do something about it now because it's everywhere, but they didn't do something about it then. And once again, didn't let people know. <laughs> it, very interesting, but they are so quick to go and raid the house. Oh, yeah. House. Of a former president oh, in, yeah. in President Trump, so oh, and they no went, big oh, deal there on the, the the moral high ground and the hang the pearl clutching over that. Remember the <laughs> Biden interview? Remember him? How that could possibly happen? How one anyone could be that irresponsible? You mean you, Joe? Oh, you were talking about Trump at the time. Oh, but uh, it is funny how that works, isn't it? It isn't sounds like he's talking about just like himself, which. Goes back, it never fails. The Democrats are always guilty amazing. of what they accuse the Republicans of. Absolutely always. amazing how that works out, isn't it? Man. All right, in the meantime, we've got our first public personality beef of 2023. I didn't see this coming. I did not see this likely matchup. Nope. One side of it doesn't surprise you too much. Marjorie Taylor Greene, the firebrand congresswoman from Georgia, because she stands up quite a bit, and she doesn't take any guff, as they say, Diener, right? Oh, no guff. No, 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 no. Well, she's in a public <laughs> spat now with none other than Dr. Dre. Nice. Why? Well, MTG posted a video of herself with that instrumental, the, the first chords we just played for you there of Dre's Still DRE as the soundtrack, and earned herself now a cease and desist order threatening legal action if she doesn't take it down. Oh, no. It's accusing her of... Using his music to promote your divisive and hateful political agenda. Oh, jeez. Dre also went on to say, I have not and will never grant you permission to broadcast or disseminate any of the music. Yeah, see, I, and I don't blame him. I mean, you know, they didn't get permission to use it. So if they want to make us think about it, it is his music. He owns his stuff. So Now, why did she make the video? She's celebrating the election of... Kevin McCarthy is House Speaker because she supported him from the get-go. That's true. Which surprised a lot of people, but she did. So she's saying, now watch us what we're going to do. Now, she fired Breck because she's not going to let that go, right? Uh, because Dre had reached out on Twitter and uh, got them to block the post. For her part, she comes back and says, while I appreciate the creative chord progression, I would never play your words of violence against women and police officers in your glorification of the thug life and drugs. Wow. We have an official beef. Holy moly. We got public beef. <laughs> Came back strong there, MTG. As you knew she would. I did not see this public beef happening, but maybe it's the public beef that we all needed and we just didn't know. I don't hate it. <laughs> it was very. She's had a very interesting couple of weeks, though, because of all the people you think that would oppose Kevin McCarthy, you thought it would be her. She's very MAGA. Trump, I know, right? Trump endorsed. Sure. Very America first, but one of the strongest um, advocates for McCarthy getting that job. That's right. And they asked her why, and they said, "I." She said last night. In fact, on Tucker, she said, "I've said this from the beginning. Watch what he can do as House Speaker." And maybe she's not wrong with all these concessions that he had to make. And the feet 
being held to the fire because of them. You may be right. Well, I mean, Trump was behind him too. Like we know, I mean, we were trying to go through all mm-hmm. that and figure it out. And I mean, Kevin McCarthy thanked Trump. He credited Trump for working a lot behind the scenes mm-hmm. to make all those deals at the end. And I think he is going to be good. We got uh, some of that coming up next. They were able to pass their rules package last night. What's in that? Everybody's happy now. Look at that. All Every, of a sudden. Oh, my God. The Freedom Caucus people are happy. Matt Gates is happy. The, the rhinos are happy. Everybody's happy. Who called that? Us. These guys. Got one right, Diener. <laughs> Finally. <Got> one. <laughs> a little Mega Millions preview. How much is it up to now? We'll talk about that, too, next. The self Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. The news doesn't stop. The train keeps a rolling. Karen's got that coming up at 8.30. What are you working on now? Yeah, speaking of which, you just your daughter took the tri- uh, bright line. You liked it, huh? Oh, yeah, she did. Over the weekend. It was really good. Nice. Tr- uh, I dropped her off at that uh, Boca Raton station, the one that opened a few weeks ago. It's beautiful. Wow. Beautiful. Huge. And when are they going to be in Orlando and Tampa? They were. I kept on asking. I'm like looking for information. They were tired of my questions. Uh, early summer, I think. Orlando? Cool. cool. And then Tampa next year. That's what they're saying. Right. Who knows? And then it's going to go down the other side of the state? I think I think they're going to keep rolling it. It's going to go in a big circle. <laughs> big loop. <laughs> it's a big loop-de-loop. <laughs> anyway, a California family there in Paso Robles, they're hoping their five-year-old is okay. He was swept away in floodwaters. I don't know what's happening out there, but it you've got- It is nuts. It's flooding, and people are, like, their homes are just disappearing, and little children being taken away. He was headed to school with his mom- when her truck got stuck in the river crossing near Passa Robles. That's crazy. They pulled her out. Her son was carried downstream. Any they idea went, what they happened? searched for hours. They're going to pick up later today, they said. They go from extreme drought most of the time to this. It's like the, a literal case of when it floods, it pours. Or when it rains, it it. Pours, floods, what? Yeah. And then floods. Uh huh. <laughs> you know well, I'm saying. And then what happens because it doesn't rain? Yeah. All that stuff, you have mudslides. Well, right, exactly. Ugh. I guess uh, there was a video going around of Ellen. She posted a video from her house. I guess mm. there's a creek behind her house. And she was like, this is crazy. This thing never overflows. And it was like coming up to, you know, like her porch area. So this is a lot, it's pretty bad out there. And most people are like, well, if, if Ellen's getting run out of her house, now we got to care about it. That's right, yes. <laughs> Someone save Ellen. Oh, oh save, save Ellen. Ellen. <laughs> we will rebuild. So you got earthquakes, mudslides, floods. And riot. And Those are the four seasons of California. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Okay, that more coming up. Thanks, Karen. Appreciate it very much. <laughs> that and more at 830. News Talk 850 WFTL. It's the South Florida Morning Show. We didn't talk about this one yet. I wanted to mention this before I forgot, though. How about this Virginia teacher story? Classes are canceled again today at a Virginia elementary school. A teacher was shot. That's bad enough, Diener. Oh, geez. Why? Where do you hear uh, how it actually happened? Newport News Police gave an update on the case on Monday. Abigail Zwerner is a hero for getting her students out of harm's way. One bullet hit her chest, and when a six-year-old boy opened fire last Friday. Six-year-old boy? Six years old. Took it to school. Apparently, as the story goes, had it in like a, like a knapsack kind of thing. What? She sees it. She tries to stay calm. She says, okay, why don't, you, why don't you give me that? Kid opens fire. On purpose? Yes. It was registered to his mother, as you can imagine, and somehow got into his backpack or whatever he took to school and shot the teacher as she tried to take it away from him. What? In a school. <laughs> Wow. What is going on? One bullet hit her hand and uh, another in the chest. She's going to recover, but obviously the uh, the community there is trying to recover from that one because that is just nuts. How does oh that happen? My gosh. As you can well imagine, 
parents of other kids in the classroom are horrified and outraged, and they want charges levied against the uh, the mother, the kid. Yeah, for irresponsible I mean, gun ownership. That is hard to fathom. Why is a six year old taking a gun to school? I don't know. Just and then nuts. just decides to shoot the teacher when he tries when, when when she tries to take it away from him. Craziness. That is a crazy story. Hopefully she's she's going to be okay. I mean everything's panning out for her or updates on condition as far as we know. Yeah, I mean she's going to be okay, but still hospitalized. But wow. man, is that nuts? Yeah, they need to investigate that mom. What yeah. is going on there in that house? You're not kidding. Speaking of investigations, it's underway for this. CBS broke the story last night, and it's only grown from here. Three sources tell CBS News the classified documents were discovered in this building about the White House at the offices of the Penn Biden Center, a foreign policy research institute set up after President Biden left the vice presidency. Well, now, now the U.S. attorney is investigating and has been, by the way. Since the midterms, right about then, classified documents from Joe Biden's time as vice president, no one is disputing the fact, there's been no pushback against the fact that these are classified documents that have been sitting there for six years, recently found hidden away in the offices of the Biden think tank called the University of Pennsylvania Biden Center. Particularly important because, as we've said many times, reportedly the University of Pennsylvania has taken in over $100 million in donations from CCP government of China. That's right. Okay. No, no big deal, right? No, no. That's, that doesn't reek of, you know, corruption at all. And this is for the Biden Center getting money from China, yeah. millions, over $100 million. Oh, yeah. And he's just housing classified documents. They're like, it's no big deal. No big deal. And yet, it was him. Was it a month ago, a couple of months ago, the big interview when they were talking? We want to get your reaction on 60 Minutes, too. What was your reaction was the question when you saw the reports uh-huh. of the, the documents at Mar-a-Lago just lying on the floor after the raid? What, you know, what did you say? Biden said this. How that could possibly <laughs> happen. How one, anyone could be that irresponsible. Look in the mirror, Joe. Look in the mirror. Yep. Is there a possibility? Is there a plausible deniability here where he really didn't even know the documents were there? Absolutely. Maybe. I mean, but can you say that for sure? We don't know. I mean, this is his own building from his time as vice president. I mean, maybe someone stashed them away in there. It's possible, I suppose. But still, those are his documents. This is what I wanted. Again, that's, I got That's irresponsible. If you don't know that right. you have classified documents in your own building that China paid for, talk about irresponsible. That's irresponsible. And then to throw stones at Trump. Yes. For something that, and those documents turned out to be declassified. Right. A raid on a private home. (laughs) I'm telling you, I think one of the most important aspects of this is going back to the quote from Jim Jordan, the House Judiciary Chair, last night when they told him of the situation. This is his quote. He says, I think the other thing that's interesting, frankly, is they knew about this a week before the election. He's speaking about the midterms there. Maybe the American people should have known about it. Yeah, you think so? Merrick Merrick Garland knew about this. Department of Justice knew about this. And they didn't put it out there. It's very interesting, though, when you tie it all together, tie all the pieces together. Wasn't it about that time? Wasn't it about that time the Trump document story started to go away? Yeah, that's a good point. Isn't that something? Because they knew what was coming down the road. And it's a hell of a lot worse with the Biden documents. This is a scan. This is the definition of a scandal. Yes, it is. Very much so. I mean, and this happened, well, it was discovered early November and it was handed over to the National Archives November 2nd, November 3rd. So oh. once they realized that they were there and they're like, oh, well, this probably shouldn't be here. That's hmm. been here for the past six years hmm. with, you know, China having access to it. Guess we should uh, take care of this, huh? 
Okay. It's, man, Follow someone has to be this. held accountable. Now, Jim Jordan in that quote didn't say they're going to look into it, but I think without saying they go, then they're going to look into it, I think they are. I mean, how could you not push this to I think the they have to. I think they got to make an example out of this. In, in, in the new Congress. I think you'd have to, especially with their rules packages passed last night where they can bring up topics like this. I don't think the story is going to go away o- overnight. It shouldn't. It, it, what's really relevant to this, too, is that it came from CBS. Yes. This means that, and that, that sound, by the way, I played for you for Biden's, oh, he's pearl clutching, criticizing Trump. CNN played that yeah. very same thing. And they came back after it just shaking their heads. That's, it's a mess. It's an absolute mess for them. So for them to even acknowledge what's going on, that's that's very telling. You have to. It's been on, let's see, of course we've seen it on Fox this morning. We have on the Today Show, NBC News, this morning, and one of the monitors in the studio, they've they've been all over it. Okay. Yeah, that's true. There they you have. go. Here we come. Hmm. Mm. Interesting times. And a big jackpot tonight. Now, no matter on six numbers, Tuesday's jackpot could be $1.1 billion. Play on, America. Is it going to be 1-1, one, one, though, or is it going to be like 1.2, 1.3? I think in the end, it's got to be at least 1.2. That's what I think. I want it to roll over again, because that guy's going to be out of his mind. <laughs> we have another jackpot. <laughs> what a beauty. <laughs> Who gave him caffeine? Uh, I got to get tickets today. Lines were very long at the Publix. I had to bypass that last night. I'm going to go today. Oh, so you're waiting to the last second. See, I don't know, man. Do you have a Winn-Dixie close to you? Because I feel like every time I go to Winn-Dixie, because they got the debit card option, mm-hmm. which is perfect for me. I know. That is nice. So I, every time I go there, I don't really have a wait. I mean, there was a wait one time, but it was like on a Saturday afternoon. Maybe they don't. most people don't know about the, the uh, debit card option. Could be. You're alerting the public. I, I know. I'm giving now away there's gonna my... Now there's going to be lines. I'm going to be there tonight. Damn it, Diener. <laughs> Why did you do? Give away my own secret here. Why did you do this? My secret spot. All right. We've got some more headlines. <laughs> uh, the latest fallout. And it's coming in hot and heavy now from the uh, Biden documents scandal. We've got a feel-good story, too, coming up, too, about a uh, 11-year-old kid who he's autistic, but he's a piano prodigy. He just got an amazing gift from a stranger. Got that? Some other headlines and uh, more Mega Million stuff coming up next. The Self-Loader Morning Show. Keep it here. Thank you very much, Karen. Like you said, your next news coming up top of the hour. News Talk 850 WFTL, the Self-Loader Morning Show. Well, um, very interesting last night. Now, there's some debate. I don't know exactly how this is going to shake out. We need a civics expert to explain this whole thing. And there's a lot of debate, actually, across the country, and I think it's a healthy debate. Does this mean, with the new rules package passed by the House last night... And Kevin McCarthy cutting funding to the uh, IRS agents. Does this mean they're not going to get that money, or does the Senate control it? I'm still looking into this, but this is when the rules package is passed last night. This vote, the yeas are 220, the nays are 213. The resolution is agreed to. Without objection, the motion to reconsider is laid on the table. Okay, so those are the rules packages that were talked about a lot in the concessions. One vote rule to call uh, McCarthy's question into leader, uh, leadership into question. We've got the uh, you know uh, spending uh, time period where they can debate a bill. All that good stuff. It's all, it's all good things. McCarthy tweets this out last night, Diener. House Republicans just voted unanimously to repeal the Democrats' army of 87,000 IRS agents. Our very first act of the new Congress. Government should work for you, not against you. Promises made. Promises kept. And then there's this massive argument, because this would not pass in the Senate, right? Sure. House controls the spending, though, so it may not matter. So I uh-huh. think this actually is as effective as people 
expected it to be. Okay, it's an interesting twist because that was, you know, one, one of the big things right away. The opponents come out last night and say, well, right. this is just a power move. It's all for show. They know that it's going to be, you know, dead on arrival when it comes to the Senate. It has no chance of being ratified there. Right. But it's true. I mean, with the spending committees and all that, doesn't really matter in that case. If we go with that theory, if the Senate says, you know what, no, we're not ratifying this, House still has the you know ability to say, well, we're blocking the spending. Exactly right. And reactions pouring in, obviously, as you know, all the lawmakers are getting back to work this morning and this and that, blah, 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 blah. Former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, can you imagine what she said? Oh, uh, boy. Uh, and again, <laughs> about cutting funding to 87,000 IRS agents proposed by the Democrats to look into... The poor and middle class, not them. Trust no, me, not them, no. not them. This would be busy to look at you and me and everybody else. That's right. Nancy's reaction, she said, the bill through Congress was shameful but not surprising. Oh, okay. Shameful. Shameful. To cut IRS agents. That's all you need to know about her and everybody else that supported that thing. Well, once all again, they hold up a mirror when she says shameful but not surprising. That describes everything they did. Yep. While Nancy Pelosi was Speaker of the House. Yep, exactly right. And everything they've done for a while, actually. Wow. In the meantime, this uh, story's growing more and more. This is a little bit more information from the CBS report last night about the Biden document scandal, which is being called, which I'm happy about that. According to a source familiar with the matter, the classified documents are small in number and were found in November in a box among unclassified material. Timing is very important there. And go back to to, uh, Jim Jordan again from the House Judiciary Committee. He's the chairman. He wouldn't say if he would probe the situation. But now with these new rules changes that they passed last night, uh, it would make it really easy to all of a sudden put this top of the list. This was his quote. And remember the timing that she just mentioned in the report. Quote, I think the other thing that's interesting, quite frankly, is they knew about it a week before the election. Maybe the American people should have known about it. I think that would be uh, a fair point to consider, right? Department of Justice knew about it then. They sure did. That means Merrick Garland knew about it. You know what else they uh, they knew about and they covered up? Mm. The Hunter Biden laptop. Oh, absolutely. Right before the general election. Absolutely. They love to cover up their own messes right before the election and Squash then act like, that. yeah, nothing's going on. And absolutely. then it comes out afterwards and people are like, oh, well, didn't know that was happening. Uh, speaking of that, this has like become such a big story. We didn't even talk about the latest Twitter files that came out right? about the connection between a, a threefer. The FBI, yep. Pfizer, and Twitter working yeah. before Elon got there to silence very prominent voices criticizing the vaccine. All true. It's all right there. It's all in the documentation. They did that. I mean, together. I, this guy, Scott Gottlieb from Pfizer, and he was like on the FDA board and all these things, and he was working with the FBI and, you know, to, to have these things squashed as far as, you know, questions and negative press about the Pfizer COVID vaccine. Wow. <laughs> Just to make sure it was all blocked and censored. I mean, there's more and more. Speaking of the documents, the it's classified amazing. documents scandal, mm-hmm. another scandal for the Biden administration comes from that, comes from those Twitter documents that have just been revealed in the newest dump oh, showing that, you know, you have these people within the federal government working to cover up mm-hmm. bad press about the COVID vaccines because there's also more proof coming out that the Biden, the Biden administration itself was working with Twitter to cover up things like that. That's a clear violation of the First Amendment. And if you can show right. that a, a sitting president and his administration was actually actively working to censor speech on social media— 
added to the list of impeachable offenses. I mean, it's just There's reprehensible. No this is why it was such a big deal to get these concessions from McCarthy and the, you know the rules changes and and more voices from that Freedom Caucus because things like that about tech censorship, uh, about the you know the interference from the FBI and Pfizer to to squash information on that. This is the kind of stuff they can bring up in hearings now. That's right. Uh, maybe nothing will come of it other than making people aware of it. Finally, that kind of stuff was happening. I hope they bring it up and, I mean, wow. just hold somebody accountable. The stuff is terrible that they were doing. How about that? All right, after all that stuff, because there's a lot of it's controversial, truth's coming up, which can kind of hurt sometimes. You need some feel-good stories. we got a really good one, I think. Feel-good story of the day. I don't know if you heard about this kid, but it's, it's pretty amazing. He's uh, an 11-year-old Colorado boy named Jude Kofi. Okay. He's autistic, and he learned to play the piano without any lessons whatsoever, and he's amazing. They're calling him a prodigy. It's incredible. Isn't that, isn't that wild that that happens? I know. Uh, naturally gifted. People are comparing him to, who would you think? Maybe Elton John? No. Who's another good piano player? Uh, no. Liberace. No. Mozart. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. His parents don't have a heck of a lot of money, so all he had was a keyboard, and it wasn't like a full, uh, you know, 88 keys kind of deal kind of thing. But right. Late last year, and the story's coming out now, a guy who tunes pianos named Bill Magnuson heard him play. Doesn't know the kid. Just heard about him and heard a recording of him playing. Was so blown away, he paid $15,000 to pay him to buy him a grand piano. Oh, wow. And here's the other part of the story. It doesn't sound like this Bill guy is super wealthy either. Used a chunk of his inheritance to buy it. Really? Yeah. He's also paying for lessons so Jude can get even better and read music and all that stuff. He promised to tune the piano for him once a month for the rest of his life. Here's uh, those involved. Basically, I listen to the song two times, maybe three, and then I like practice three hours a day. Never ever did I even think about how do I go to Hollywood? No way. There is no way. So for us to be part of that, it, it is huge. It's a miracle. That's what I always say. <laughs> Listen to that kid. He's sounds, fantastic. Sounds like Schroeder to me. <laughs> That's what I always or say. Sounds like Lin lights, please. Yeah, sounds does. like Linus. He does. Isn't that great though. That's awesome. Wow. That did make me feel good. That, that made me for just a second forget about all the corruption that is surrounding us in our daily lives. Well, we're bringing it back again in about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh no! We'll more headlines for you. But we got uh, the recap from the Georgia beatdown of TCU last night. That was something. Historic. At some point, we're going to have to talk about this Stetson Bennett, the fourth. He might be talking about it in uh, the uh, NFL well, soon. I, I was going to ask you, is he draftable? He could be. Wow, what a story there. Yeah. That and headlines next the South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. News coming up again, top of the hour, about 10-ish minutes away. Karen's got that for us. What's happening? So not only is former President Trump asking when the FBI is going to raid the White House... He's also mourning the death of Diamond Hardaway, best known as one half of the Diamond and Silk duo. Well, this was really sad. We spoke to them, remember, a couple of years yes. ago? Yes. She was 51. She died unexpectedly last she was night. She 51? 51. Oh, no. Yeah. So, and he said that this is really bad news for Republicans when he, he put out his statement. He wrote on Truth Social, our beautiful Diamond of Diamond and Silk has just passed away at her home in the state she loves so much, North Carolina. So sad. He referred her to her as a magnificent diamond and said her sister, Silk Hardaway, was with her all the way and at her passing. So I don't know what Silk's going to do now. I think she was the one that didn't say much, and Diamond was, I'm not sure. I don't know. Mm. They became uh, media superstars yes. from yes, social media. 
Yes. Wow. They're two African-American sisters who were Republicans who were funny and smart and they had, you know, they would just said it like it was. And then they started, to, Trump started to bring them to rallies. Yep. As they were speaking. And then didn't they introduce them at one of the conventions or something? Oh, wow. Yeah. That's yeah. a shame. Yeah, yeah. That stinks. Sad. So I feel bad for Silk. Yep. That more coming up. All right. Thank you, Karen. Appreciate it very much. We've got a new yet old National College football champion, Georgia, repeats. Final score? 65-7 is the final for the dogs. Bye-bye. Um. I know they make a lot of money, but this is where Kirk Herbstreit and uh, Chris Fowler make their money. They could, they were running out of ways to describe this beatdown last they night. Were. It was, uh, well, they wound up with this. The Georgia Bulldogs bludgeon their way to back-to-back. Bludgeon. Leaving no doubt. Yeah, uh, that's, that's the way was, to put it. <laughs> that was a sleeper, that's for sure. But uh, there were, I know there were a lot of people saying, there's no way TCU belonged on that field. Well, they beat everybody else to get there fair and square, so you can't say that. I mean, you know, and that that's the thing. I know everybody's making the argument, well, they should have put it into Alabama instead. Alabama had two losses, and TCU didn't lose until the Big 12 ch- uh, championship game in overtime. That's the way so, it works. You know, you can't really fault the committee no. for doing what they did. You know, one loss versus two losses. Although I, I did like, it worked out. I did like that joke going around Twitter last night. Can Georgia play the second half? Yeah, so we can have a game. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, mean uh, Alabama. Alabama. Sorry, because Alabama looked really good against Kansas State in their uh, Sugar Bowl victory mm. last week or week and a half ago, whatever that was. But man, just historic dominance from Georgia. Now two years in a row, back to back national championships. That's rare, by the way, in college football. I know you've had yeah, your is. dynasties, a lot of great teams, but. In the modern era, it's only been done like three or four times. And I didn't know this. Uh, they were saying in the game last night, they, again, they were searching for things to say, and they were talking about uh, how impressive it was for Georgia to lose all those defensive players. Like, their whole defense was drafted. Yeah. And they come back, in in many ways, even stronger than last year. Undefeated season. And then they w- made a reference to next year's schedule, which apparently is weak. It's a cupcake schedule. Wow. It is. And look, you never know, you know, losses happen, upsets happen, but just, you know, looking at it face value, <laughs> it's it's not a very tough schedule for Georgia next year. A pretty impressive program, that's for sure. And then uh, at some point, we've got to talk about this kid. Belongs to Stetson Bennett, who leaves a legacy very few will be able to match back-to-back championships. He was a walk-on. He was, yeah. Stetson Bennett, who's now 25, He's got like you know. That's true. We're not kidding around. He's, got, <laughs> he's the only college quarterback that's retired <laughs> with a pension and kids and a, and a mortgage. He's, he's fully vested. <laughs> oh, Just kidding about that. But he is. He's a little bit older. He's an interesting story. I, 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 every time I've seen the guy, he seems clutch to me. I know it's an incredible offense and everything, but is he draftable? I think he is at this point. I mean, you're talking about, first of all, a great story. He played community college. And he seems great. Yeah, he tried to work his way up. He walks on to Georgia, ends up becoming the quarterback, wins a national title. Now, breaks all these records, (laughs) becomes a Heisman candidate, wins two national titles, six touchdowns last night. Yeah. I do think, I don't know if he's going to be a quarterback in the NFL, but he's got to do something in the NFL. Maybe some type of possessional receiver. I don't know, but I think... Give the kid a shot as a quarterback. That's what I say. He's showing the accuracy. He's showing the clutch gene. Like you said, he has the arm. He does have the arms faster than I thought. Dude. He's super smart the way he picks up the offense and reads defenses. I mean, I like him a lot. I don't know. He just I, doesn't I, look like your prototypical quarterback. And I you heard know? Speak, it's so funny. Speaking of Herb Street, I, I heard him describe him. It was early last year about him, too, because they were talking about early preview of Heisman stuff and all this stuff. And he goes, I know he's not even going to get a look. 
He goes, because this is all about image, and this is all about how you look on social media, and he doesn't yeah. look right in his helmet, and he's doesn't not the typical <laughs> right. body and all this right. stuff. He goes, but that's a real shame, because this kid's a player. That's true. You know? and that's exactly right. That's, that's exactly what happened. He doesn't have the image of a Heisman winner. He doesn't, and he doesn't have the image of, a, of an NFL quarterback. Right. Well, hopefully somebody gives him a shot. I don't know, but that was a pretty cool story, though. Yeah, that's for sure. Go for Georgia. Well, this was the uh, passage of the rules package last night at the House. Um, They're happy about that. Both the A's are 220, the nays are 213. The resolution is agreed to. Without objection, the motion to reconsider is laid on the table. Everybody's happy now. Isn't it amazing? You give it a few days. Now you've got the Freedom Caucus folks, the Matt Gates, and everybody. They're all happy with this because they've got key influence on this. Kevin McCarthy is happy as peach. Now you've got all the rhinos happy. Everybody's happy. They're all friends again. Steve Scalise loves it. That was the real goal of the rules changes, to open up the process uh, and let members of Congress uh, be able to represent their constituents better. Absolutely. More Freedom Caucus representation on committees. You know about the short leash from McCarthy. One member, that passed, one member to call for a vote to oust the Speaker. It would take a full vote again, but it just takes one person to say, he's not doing a good job. That's why it was so important last week to get those, to have the fights. Absolutely. To have the the, the, the discord, the discussions, to come to this compromise, because then everybody gets what they want in the end. You need it. Yes. And it happened. And it's going to be great. That's why I think this whole story that's percolating and becoming actually huge this morning about the Biden document scandal. Right. I wouldn't brush past it. Now they have the ability to actually push this to the forefront of their agenda and look into this with a uh, a judiciary committee. And honestly, I don't know what's going to become bigger. That, I know that's the biggest one right now because that is hard evidence. They found the classified documents in his, you know, Pennsylvania federal Mm -hmm. building there, the Biden Center. But also coming down the pike here is the story that they're still gathering evidence on. Of his administration directly involved with censoring speech on Twitter when it came to COVID. Directly involved. You know what's amazing? Take your pick of what you want to bring up on the House floor now for if you want to launch all these investigations. Yeah. Because they are. It's going to happen now. I think it maybe wouldn't have if they didn't get all these rules changes passed. Maybe it just would have been business as usual. It's true. But it's going to happen now. It just is. Yes. The the, the groundwork has been laid for that to happen. And, And I'll be honest with you. I think just lay all the charges. I know he's not going to be impeached, and I know if even he is impeached, then Kamala Harris is even worse. I get all that, but there's got to be accountability at some point, or at least the attempt at accountability. Even even just the the you know the visual of accountability right. to have some type of impeachment hearings to say, hey, look, you what you've done and what you did. <laughs> Is not acceptable. Throw out there the censorship. Throw out there Afghanistan. Dereliction of duty on the border. border. Classified what, documents. I mean, what, all of it. Here's what they do. They have like an old prize wheel, and they put it on the floor, and they have each topic. You can either... Today's, we're going to... The border! The border is up. It's the Biden wheel of impeachment. It could have been It could have been tech censorship. We could have discussed that one. The Biden document scandal could have looked at that one. All of this stuff. Maybe just do them all at one time. I like that. You can spin one each time they'll do a new impeachment hearing (laughs) one every few months you're just guilty yes jim jordan come up all right it's time to spin the biden wheel of impeachment again what's the next one gonna be you look past now and a a week's hindsight into this now you understand why trump was so in favor of mccarthy it may not even be him personally but you remember the meetings of over the past years early in 2022 mccarthy kept flying to mar-a-lago right they were planning this out i guess so they said look 
McCarthy, I'm going to push for you to be House Speaker, but there's got to be limits here. There's got to be rules. I'll push for you, but you've yeah. got, you got to be on a short leash. Well, look where we are now. It's happening. Here it is. And for investigations, that's exactly what Trump wants. First step of uh, the plan, I suppose. How about that? What's the latest on the uh, Biden document scandal? If you haven't heard about that, it's growing pretty big. Hmm. We'll talk about that. Mega Millions as well. It's coming up next, the South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. How that could possibly happen. How anyone could be that irresponsible. And I thought, what data was in there that may compromise sources and methods? Uh, is he talking about himself? Wait, is that is that breaking news? Did he make a statement about his classified documents? Classified, and that's very important here in the conversation, classified documents discovered at the Biden Center at UPenn? No. Oh, no, no. Oh, no. He was clutching his pearls and taking mm. the moral high ground and taking shots at Trump just a little while ago, several weeks ago on uh, 60 Minutes. That was Joe Biden. But the story this morning is what CBS broke last night. And there's an update, Diener. There's an update from, uh, oh? from uh, NBC is chiming in now, but okay. this is the original CBS story. Three sources tell CBS News the classified documents were discovered in this building about a White House at the offices of the Penn Biden Center, a foreign policy research institute set up after President Biden left the vice presidency. Okay, he left the vice presidency six years ago. Right, yeah. Uh, he's been out that long. This has been set up uh, there at the University of Penn. It's probably going to be his presidential library. Who the heck knows the way it's going to work out. Here's what's important. Classified documents discovered right before the midterms and the University of Pennsylvania, the Biden Center, has taken in $100 million from communist China over the past few years. No big deal, right? <laughs> to keep it running, open it up. I'm sure they built out some sort of a thing and infrastructure and the, and the, the files and all this other crap. It's pretty important. Pretty important stuff. Well, the defense is coming out already this morning. Uh, Peter Alexander from NBC has now chimed in. Here's So the White House is in full panic mode over this, and here's the story. They're floating to NBC, and they're friends in the media. New, President Biden only became aware of these classified documents being stored in his former office at the Penn Center when he was informed by his lawyers they had discovered them. A source familiar with the matter tells NBC News. Here's the recovery. He didn't know. It's plausible deniability. Ah, there it is. Which is a possibility. I, you know, I totally get that. But but what's the takeaway here, what you got to pay attention to is how quickly the spin is happening this morning before our very eyes. Right, right. And so that is the first um, attempt at basically, you know, covering their butt and trying to bury the story. Yep. Well, he didn't possibly know, so any classified material had no impact whatsoever. Oh, it had an impact to China. Absolutely. It's still irresponsible. Let's just say, for argument's sake, okay? Mm-hmm. They didn't know that this was packed up by a staffer and brought to the building, and they didn't know what was in there, right? Just mistaken identity of files. It's still irresponsible on his part. It's still his files. It's still it is. his name on the building. Especially when they greenlight, and don't kid yourself, they did in the administration. They greenlighted the Department of Justice to raid Mar-a-Lago. That absolutely, they're not going to make that move without the White House's greenlighting. And then they sure. come back, and they, they take the moral high ground, and they say, oh... Oh, how is this possible? How is this? How that could possibly happen? Good question. Because it happened to you, you jerk. And the difference being, I love the defense and the spin. Trump stole documents. No, he didn't. 
He was working no. with the National Archives at the time at Mar-a-Lago to figure out, it's a long process, what you guys want, what we keep here, what you want. They were working with them when a raid was authorized as private residents. And by the way, not from field agents from South Florida, from field agents from the D.C. district. Yeah, it's important to remember that. And and just going back to the you know the excuse now that you're going to be hearing all day today and that they're putting out this morning. Well, he didn't know that it was there, and he didn't take those. It wasn't it's not his, his choice. Fault. It's not his fault. Yeah, not his fault. Let's just let's just use this analogy, okay? Legally speaking, let's say I'm driving, I'm I'm driving to Orlando with a friend, and my friend has drugs in the car with him. My car. I'm driving. Right. We get pulled over. Those drugs are found. Guess who's going to jail? Yeah. Me. Right. <laughs> I can tell the officer all I want. Officer, th- those aren't my drugs. I didn't know my friend had those in the car. Sorry. Your car. You're driving. You're coming to jail. So you're telling me that it's not the same thing here? It does, I don't care. Even if he didn't know, it still shows a level of irresponsibility. I should know it's it in my car. He should know it's in his own building. Especially since Biden accused the Trump administration of doing the exact same thing. Oh, it's how could this? Yeah, this is a. These are classified documents. No, his right. weren't, but yours were. You idiot. <laughs> exactly. And I don't think there was. I don't think Mar-a-Lago was taking in a hundred million dollars from China to look at this kind of stuff and to keep the thing going. You did. You did for the Biden Center. Your pals with the CCP. Nice work. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. <laughs> God. Well, it didn't take uh, Trump long to jump on this. Of course, he was going to comment on it. it. This actually was the first I heard about it. What did Trump truth? And I'd like to say, like, you know, he's smiling in the inside, maybe even smiling on the outside at this. But he's actually probably not because it was such a serious issue. He truthed out last night. When is the FBI going to raid the many homes of Joe Biden and perhaps even the White House? These documents were definitely not classified. <laughs> Everybody sees it now. You know what the one thing in the in the media spin you're, you're, you're uh, not seeing this morning? Nobody is trying to claim that these were declassified. Yeah, that's true. Nobody. Right. They all know these are classified documents that's right. that Biden screwed up. So that's, listen, it's an undeniable fact. Yep. <laughs> so now the, the spin just, you know, now that, that's that's the thing. They're just, you know, using the spin doctors. Well, uh, yes, they that's true. They were classified documents, but he didn't know they were there. <laughs> Again, same analogy. I didn't know those drugs were in my car. Well, it's too bad. You're going to jail. <laughs> that's just the way it works. So it's it's you have to know your name's on the building. You should know what's going in your building, even if that part is true that he didn't know those documents were in there. Give me a break. Weak. It's really wild too how they're all have because it came from CBS and it, I don't know whether this was a Catherine Herridge, you know, story. She's really respected. She's a real reporter. They all have to follow suit now, too. Now it's now you can't ignore it. This isn't something that popped up from an you know an independent investigator. This is this was a CBS breaking story last night. So CNN had to start talking about it. Uh, you know NBC's all over it this morning. It was on the Today Show this morning. Of course Fox has it. It's everywhere. It, it's, yeah. it's a major major screw up. I would not put it past the new Republican Congress in the House of Representatives to investigate this. I bet you they will. They need to jump on this, man. They, they have to. They have to. I mean, you make a strong statement. This this news breaks in your first week. Of your, of your new Congress, you have to jump on this. This cannot be ignored. They need to sink their teeth in it, make sure the story doesn't go away, <laughs> especially since the mainstream media is actually covering it as, you know, a real news story. God forbid they, you know, finally don't cover something up for, for the Democrats, which is just shocking to me. But uh, that also 
you know, kind of leads me to put on my conspiracy theory hat and say, well, why? Why aren't they covering this one up? Why aren't they making excuses for him? Before we get to the fun stuff, this was another thing that happened uh, overnight as they passed the rules changes. Uh, they got right to work. And they, the first thing was the IRS thing, uh, defunding those agents. This was the, the, the gavel hammering down on the new rules package, which means the Republicans in, in the House of Representatives can get a lot more done. This vote, the yeas are 220, the nays are 213. The resolution is agreed to. Without objection, the motion to reconsider is laid on the table. Kevin McCarthy tweets out last night, late last night, they were working late, how about that? House Republicans just voted unanimously to repeat the Democrats' army of 87,000 IRS agents. First act of the new Congress, government should work for you, not against you. Promises made, promises kept. Good. That's a good statement to make in the first night. It is. And, and it is a statement because there's two things to point out with it. I think just, you know, to go after the detractors on that. Number one, the detractors will say, well, so what? It's just going to go to the Senate and get shot down. That part is true. But here's two things that you are failing to notice. Number one, the House, if they are controlling spending, yeah, they're see, just going to keep blocking it. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I know that I know that it wouldn't go anywhere in the Senate, but I think, you know, the spending appropriation comes from the House, so right. So there's this that is more part. important than anything that the, the Senate can do with this. And then if the House keeps blocking it like they are now, like let's say they they repeal it down again and they keep sending it back to the Senate, all they have to do is do that, and it just stays in stalemate. You can't institute eighty seven thousand new agents if it keeps getting voted out and then getting you know that vote out gets blocked, but then it gets voted out again. I mean, this right. thing can just live in limbo forever, essentially. Right. Exactly right. So that's pretty big. So they're on their way. We'll see. I, it's going to be amazing to see. God oh, cannot wait for this first White House press conference about the documents because everybody's going to be on it. This came from them. This is a what else CBS gets a question to her. How are you going to spin this one? I'll tell you what. I am no fan of, of Karine Jean Pierre, but I do not envy her today because that is that's a tough morning in the White House trying to to, to prep right now for those questions. Imagine getting her call last night. Uh, yeah, they got the or actually around the midterms. We know about these documents. This is happening. She's like, oh god. Oh yeah, you're right. They she's probably known since November. Right. Just, and that's relevant. Just waiting to for this. it to come out. Yeah. All right, in the meantime, you've known about this since November. I think it's been rolling on since then. Yeah, really. Yeah. Play on, America. Play on tonight. <laughs> 1.1 plus, whatever it's going to be, is uh, Mega Millions for tonight. Does it roll over again? Is a good strong chance it could? It might. I think it might. I think it will. I mean, One more time. One more. One more, okay. One more time. Which means we get to talk about it the rest of the week. Play that guy the rest of the week because the next drawing would not be until Friday. This guy's going to be out of his mind if this thing rolls over again. He's going to be a lunatic. You're talking <laughs> you're talking like 1.5 billion if this thing rolls yeah, over again. Yeah, we'd go about three more Just points, about, right? Yeah. Wouldn't it? I think so. 1.4, 1.5. I think it would. Who the heck knows? Well, all right, coming up next, we'll have uh, more Mega Millions updates for you throughout the day. Just to remind you if you didn't hear about that, but everybody has so far. We got more headlines coming up next. We'll talk about uh, Georgia's big win national championship game. That's big. Now about this story. This relates to all parents everywhere in this modern age. This this mom had to track her kid down to find her. You know, she knew she was in the house, but to actually get her to pick up a message, she tracked her down through the video game she was playing. I like it. And sent her a dir- direct message. You know what the message was? Defrost the lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> the details on it. Very important. You got to get through these kids. She was at work. She had to reach the kid. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get the details on that and more coming up next. The Self Loader Morning Show. Keep it here. 
News Talk 850 WFTL and the mobile app. Don't forget about that. Everything you see online for our station, you can find on the app as well. Listen live, all that good stuff. It's all there, including the morning show blog. I don't know what you put on there, Dean, or something. It is a mishmash. Of I should things. know this, but I don't. Man, I, I was just grabbing, trying to find things. <laughs> <laughs> Pulled out a couple of things. I got one actually on here. We haven't talked about it today, but it's something that's been going around for, I would say, a solid 24 hours. The flu? No. <laughs> it's like that. It's 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 not enjoyable like the flu. <laughs> I keep coming across it. I'm like, you know what? Let me put this on there. It's from the Jimmy Fallon show. And he did this. We, we don't have the sound of it, but you just have to go check it out on, on the blog. He did this song about COVID. Oh, I, somebody was telling me about this. I didn't see it either, but I heard it was really cringeworthy. <laughs> Really strange, really weird, really cringy. He's singing about he was. I guess he's trying to make a joke. I don't know about like the new COVID variant, the mm-hmm. XBB point one point five or whatever it is. And he, so he's he tried to make like a parody song about it, but it just came across as really weird. <laughs> I heard it was so bad. Yeah. So you kind of have to just. See it to believe it and, and hear it to believe it. I don't think we have the sound. Do you have the sound of it at all? Well, I'm just bringing up the morning show blog now, okay. 850WFTL.com, because you, you put up the link. I'll play it the did. first part of it as much as we can stand. Is it as bad as like I've heard? Yeah, if you can go through like the first 15 seconds. Really? Well, the first 15 seconds, him like explaining, he's telling the joke first, and then he I explains gotcha. he's going to do the song. Okay, let's get, I might skip in the middle of it. I yeah. A new COVID variant that is some people worried. It's called XBB.1.5. Okay, then he gets the song. Yeah. Here he goes. Really strange. God. There was Alpha, then Delta, then Omicron next. No. But this latest variant might be the best. It's XBB.1.5. I can't do it. I'm out. It's awful. He, I, I will tell you that just, just the takeaway, he doesn't look happy doing it. No, he doesn't. I think they yeah. have him like contractually obligated to do a certain number of songs on the uh, t- Tonight Show. He doesn't look happy. No. He knows this is stupid. Yeah, I think he does. And he, yeah, it's, it's funny actually you point that out because I noticed that too. When you see the video, you can see his face and he's, you can almost hear him thinking, oh gosh, this is so bad. Oh gosh. Wear your mask when you're inside a facility. I'm so jaded too. I have to ask the question because you know that, that, there are certain political organizations that control the media and what they talk about. Even and it, it seeped into entertainment. We know for a fact they have controlled talking points with Saturday Night Live. Yes. The DNC has told them to cover certain topics. Right. It's, that's proven. It's a fact. It's happened. You don't think they're pushing this on NBC, do you? I think they are. Yeah. Start talking about this variant? I think so. And make it into funny? Really? I don't see why not. I mean, wow. everything that we've seen over the past couple of years, the conspiracy theories that have been proven to be true. Yeah. I've lost count of how many have been true and proven to be true. So why not? It wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me. I, I think it's a, at least plausible to consider. Most of the, <laughs> the reaction under this thing in the YouTube link, it's like, what happened to Jimmy Fallon? Yeah, really? <laughs> Started out so strong. and then, well, It's backfiring. Gosh, I think the, uh, the elites got their claws in him, and now he's doing things like COVID songs. It looks beaten down. Yeah, it's really bad. So, And then the feel-good story about that kid, that uh, the 11-year-old piano prodigy, where the stranger bought him a uh, $15,000 grand piano. Yes, I, I thought we should have a nice little, you know, weigh, weigh it out, little dichotomy there. You can be cringed out and weirded out with the Jimmy Fallon song, and then <laughs> feel good when you, when you watch the video of the 11-year-old autistic child who just became this piano prodigy.
It's a really nice story, too. I'll, yeah. s- I'll skip to the end where it wraps up. This is what he cool. says. That's what I always do. It, it is huge. It's a miracle. <laughs> That's what I always say. We should awesome. isolate that. That should be a drop. Yes. That's what I always say. <laughs> Anytime something happens, like, I I actually get something right, you can just, you can just play that drop. It's, it's a, a miracle. <laughs> what I always say. I love it. All right, so that's happening. We had uh, the big Georgia win last night. That was big for them. An absolute beatdown. The Georgia Bulldogs bludgeoned their way to back-to-back, leaving no doubt. There's a lot of takeaways from this, too. The Stetson Bennett kid, is he draftable? Because he had a hell of a game. Two ch- it's two championships from being a walk-on. Granted, he's like 25 now, but so what? I mean, is he draftable? Does he move on from here? Kirby Smart? Yeah. Heck, I mean, head two, coach keeps... Two-time, possibly next year, three-time champion? Keeps bringing in those recruits. I mean, that's a big deal. It is. I mean, I felt <laughs> it was interesting, too, for Nick Saban. Because they had him on the pregame show and the halftime report there. He didn't want to be there. No, but he was good. It was funny to hear him uh, tell his stories. He yeah. has so many stories and a lot of great insight. And David Pollock is one of the commentators for ESPN. <laughs> and he's sitting there, I mean, directly across from Nick Saban. Like, Bill and I, we sit directly across from each other in the studio. So that's how Nick Saban and David Pollock were on TV last night <laughs> as they were talking at halftime. And David Pollack says, while looking at Saban, goes, well, I think Georgia's just established themselves as the new power in college football. <laughs> and turns right to us, right, what do you think, Nick? <laughs> Would you agree with that? And Saban's just sitting there like, uh, you can see him fuming, wanting to get back right now into his office and plot for next year. But it makes for better SEC, though, because it's more competition. It's not just one team, because Alabama's still going to be great. Oh, sure, sure. So these games are going to be awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. But no, it's, man, impressive, dominant. You don't see that a lot in college. Honestly, you don't. I mean, I know Alabama's been great for the past 10, 12 years. Sure they have. And they're always in championship games. But to win back-to-back, Alabama, as great as they've been over the past decade, they've gone back-to-back once. They always had to take a step back, regroup. Right. I don't know if Georgia has to regroup. They, they I thought Everybody thought this would be the year. They lost like 11 players off a of defense or something. They all got drafted. Uh, with with the exception of the Ohio State game in the, in the first round of the playoffs, right. this year was actually easier for Georgia. Oh, that's crazy. So, wow. Man. Here's a before we move on, a quick little montage of them getting the trophy at the end at the end of the whole thing. And it's my honor to present the national championship trophy once again to Coach Kirby Smart and the Georgia Bulldogs. Go dogs! <laughs> For the second straight year, the offensive MVP of the national championship game is Stetson Bennett. Back to back, baby. Back to back. I forgot about that. You got MVPs, too, for the offense. That's right. That's right. Stetson Bennett was up there smoking a cigar, holding the trophy. Uh, you remember Michelle Tafoya? Yeah, Former sure. sideline reporter, and now she's kind of independent. She, she tweets out this morning, his name alone should make him a draft pick. <laughs> Stetson Bennett, the fourth. The sir. fourth. I don't know. I, we'll see how he does in the NFL. I think he's a really good talent. I think he has the capability to do it if someone just gives him a chance. Guy's a champion, and he's smart. I'm telling you. All right, in the meantime, this will relate to anybody that has been, is, or is going to be a parent. Parenting in 2023. Here you go. A single mom. You want to talk about great names. Single mom named Cha-Cha Watson. Cha-Cha. Yep. I'm going with it. Let's go. In Chicago. And her her daughter's name is Miracle. 
Well, it's a good family. Strong names. They like to play uh, games uh, with each other through an app called Roblox. It's a platform where you can play lots of different video games, avatars or friends, but there's a messaging system on there, too. Uh, Chacha was at work. Mira wasn't answering her phone, and she needed something done right away. So how do you message the kid? Send her a message on Roblox. (laughs) And what was the message? We can all relate to this as parents. Hey, first of all, answer your phone, and secondly, defrost the lasagna. <laughs> and it worked. That's great. That's just smart parenting, right? It there. is. Hey, look, you know, you got you got to grow with the times. You have to understand. Sometimes kids aren't going to be paying attention, especially if, if they're teenagers. Now, why is this even a story? Chacha yes. posted the screenshots of the message as a message to other parents to show you that you got to use other means to get through to kids these days. <laughs> Good for her. I can't even tell you how many times, you know, if, if the kids are playing a game on their iPad or something. Right. And I'll be like, hey, you know, you guys hungry? You want some lunch? And I get no response. And I'm like, hello! <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just zone out. Oh, my gosh. I know. All right, you want to get out now? Yeah, let's do it. Well, coming up next, uh, it's the fight of the century so far, at least 2023. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Versus Dr. Dre. <laughs> How did this happen? Did not see it coming. And what's that about? It's coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. That was the real goal of the rules changes to open up the process uh, and let members of Congress uh, be able to represent their constituents better. There's Steve Scalise. He's a member of the House. He's happy about the rules changes passed last night. They got Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy. McCarthy's all happy. It may be just symbolic alone. I'm thinking more and more, Diener, now it's going to be dead on arrival in the Senate, like people have been saying. Sure. But the U.S. House did vote 221 to 210. So close it was. Gosh. To rescind, to rescind the funding, I'll tell you how much in a second, to the IRS that would have gone towards hiring 87,000 new IRS agents. So it's not a... Uh, it, the, the Senate could still pass it. Biden would have vetoed this bill anyway, so that's how it happens. But even symbolically to make this move, do you know how much the funding was for? It's the first dollar amount I've seen on this. No. We all heard to fund the 87,000 IRS agents and the programs to go after regular Americans and all this stuff. It's a $70 billion package. Is it really? 7-0 is what it is. My gosh. (laughs) What a joke. So it comes in the form of a bill, so it can't be rescinded by the House alone. So that's what that is. And any changes to it, Biden would have like shot down anyway. But right. Good for a start. There's other stuff they can do. All these committee hearings in the House Judiciary Committee. I like what Jim Jordan said today. I He's not exactly saying they're going to look into the Biden document scandal. He also didn't say they wouldn't, though. In fact, his quote last night was, I think the other thing that's interesting, frankly, is they knew about this a week before the election. Maybe the American people should have known about it. Yeah, you think so? And I think that's the, I mean, I, I know there's a lot to get done and there's a lot of important things for them to do, but that's something that they have to kind of just pivot right now and really sink their teeth into. I mean, this, you have to go after this story while it is hot, while <laughs> right. the mainstream media is paying attention to it. They should. Yes. And this is an impact of those rules changes, though. They can shift it around and make this top of the list now. They can. Absolutely. And Why not? I, I think they should. I mean, you know. Some of the some of the other important things they're they're still going to get to, but this is pretty important too. You're talking about a sitting president who had classified documents from his vice presidency in a building that was funded by China. Hello. It's so funny because we've talked about it all morning long. It's that big of a story. It's like a top. It, everyone is talking about this thing. But if you just you're driving around, you heard that for the first time. Now you just went, huh? Yeah, exactly. Wait, what? <laughs> and the building that's funded by China is in America, right? It's in Pennsylvania. It's the University of Pennsylvania. Hundred million. Yeah. Hundred million. 
from communist China to keep this thing going. And there are classified <laughs> documents from Biden in the building. There's no way, there's no way around it. They're trying, but it's a it's a weak spin anyway. It's already come out this morning. Well, he didn't know until the lawyers told him about it. So what? No, <laughs> no. When you come out a month ago and criticize Trump, saying, "Oh, that's just how could you be so irresponsible?" Exactly. Biden, Biden said that about Trump. That's right. For declassified documents, these are his files in his building. It's on him. And now that I know about the timing, this happened. This was revealed reportedly right before the midterms. That was just about the time. The Mar-a-Lago story went away. Yeah, they true. knew it was coming, and they knew how. Every time you talk about documents, it's going to be the story about Biden and not Trump. And it wasn't, you know what? And it, and it wasn't going to go away. Mm-mm. They had to know, and maybe they were hoping people wouldn't make the correlation. But of course, it's the first thing everybody thinks of when you say, "Wait a minute, you raided a yeah, former exactly. president's home, right? His personal residence for documents that were classified, but then declassified." And now you're going to sit there and be holier than thou when you you have actual classified documents sitting in this building for the past six years. That really hit me, too, last night when I heard about this and then looking it up again this morning, getting ready for the show. They... They raided Mar-a-Lago. I mean, yeah. When you really think about it, <laughs> you stop. You step. Take some time away from that. When it was hot, when it was happening, those two weeks were hot and heavy, and yeah. all the feds were down here, and all the national media. They raided his home. They sure did. <laughs> <laughs> they, God, they, they <laughs> ransacked it. Wow. I mean, it is incredible when you when you really stop to think about it. You're right. Unbelievable. All right. Well, <clears throat> also in the world of politics, kind of, sort of, but just. Bizarre, bizarre news. We have our first public beef of large personalities of the year. I did not expect, well, one of them, Marjorie Taylor Greene, the firebrand congresswoman from Georgia. I could see her doing this. I get that, you know, because she stands up for herself and she fights. Her opponent in this argument is Dr. Dre. How did this come to be? I don't know. (laughs) It all started from a video. The background story is uh, MTG is a big proponent of McCarthy being House Speaker. A lot of people question that. They're like, how? That seems like so weird. She said, just wait. Wait till you see what happens. So when it was confirmed, she took a little victory lap and posted a video of herself with that instrumental with the beginning chords walking down the House floor. Gotcha. Okay. Like, like, like it's a win, right? Yeah. Um, that was the soundtrack. That earned herself a cease and desist order. Oh boy! <laughs> from Dr. Dre, the rapper, and legal action if she doesn't take it down. It accused her of using his music to quote, and this is from his lawyers: "Promote your divisive and hateful political agenda." And Dre said, "Quote: He's not will never grant you permission to broadcast or disseminate any of his music." And then he reached out to Twitter directly, apparently, and they got them to block the post. Oh wow! Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, that's his music. Marjorie responds. She says, while I appreciate the creative chord progression, (laughs) I would never play any of your words of violence against women and police officers and your glorification of the thug life and drugs. Whoa. Pretty strong response. I guess they both have, you know, valid points there. It's his music and... His lyrics are pretty, uh, were, were pretty strong back in the day, so... Does yeah. he come back again and say something else to keep this beef going, or is he let it rest? You know, I mean, the old Dr. Dre maybe would have kept it going, or, or come out with a new album talking about this beef. Or put out a hit on her? <laughs> How's that work? 
They, uh, I'm not saying nothing, but I'm just you know. <laughs> you know, you never know. But uh, I'll tell you what, that is that is not the uh, the fight that I thought we were going to get here nope. to start off 2023. I, I didn't see it coming. I'm all in on it though. Oh, absolutely. I like it. Absolutely. I want more of it. They're both very feisty. You're not kidding. <laughs> you know what it reminds me of? Though? Remember when Trump, I think it was during the re-election campaign, like early on in the re-election campaign for 2020, he put out in graphics something like um, November is coming or something like that. But it was in the font of the Game of Thrones letters. Oh, yeah. That's right. Because, <laughs> you know, the winter is coming yeah. thing that they do. And the Game of Thrones producers were like, don't use our graphics. <laughs> they, they told him you have to like take it down and everything. And I don't think he did. I don't know. He never did. It's a, all the musicians, Neil Young, Journey, uh, who else had said the the uh, the village people tried to stop him, but he just ignored them. Were using all their music yeah. at the rallies? Yeah, I kept it going. I never understood why Trump just didn't commission somebody, somebody, some artist that would support, like commission Ted Nugent. Yeah, right. To make him some sort of a theme song. He would do it. You could get Ted Nugent's, you could get Lee Greenwood and Roseanne. <laughs> <laughs> and put them all together. Oh, what a super group. <laughs> It'd be like, we are the world. Oh my God. <laughs> they could do a song for Trump. That'd be amazing. <laughs> and you had, uh, I forget, was it Sam and Dave? Who did Hold On, I'm Coming? Because it, And now Trump, he does this thing, he just ignores him, he plays it anyway. Yeah, he just plays it, yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's his new one. It's Hold On, I'm Coming. Oh, my God. <laughs> Classic. That's where we are now. He had some yeah. strong words to say about the uh, Biden document controversy. We'll talk about that a little bit coming up. But then it's the uh, it's the kitchen drawer segment of the show. Things we didn't have time. Well, we did have time, but we just kind of skipped over it. Things to get to coming up next. The Missouri police want you to get drunk for an experiment. Okay. We got that coming up. <laughs> Good. Uh, things that are such a turnoff you would dump somebody over. Ooh, okay. I have a little list of that. I I think we're similar on a lot of those right. different things, actually. And uh, we've got a couple of uh, birthdays to talk about. One locally here. Really? Rod Stewart's got a birthday. No! That's right. Good old Rod. That's right. P1 listener. Yes, he's he's a big, sunny listener. <laughs> we, he always has been. That's right. And this is very, very strange to explain because it's it's kind of a visual, but you got to make the sound. The typical sound, just tap into the microphone, Diener. Okay. When you knock on a door, what's your knock? When I knock? like Or wh- what's the common knock you'd see on a TV show most people would do? What's you got to make the knock sound in order to tease this right. I would say it would be like maybe just the... I don't know. I'm thinking like, like one like this where it's... That's it. That's it, right? That's okay. what, with that cadence. Yeah. It's, it's this... That's the one, yeah. That's the common knock. Yes. Do you know that has lyrics? What do you mean it has lyrics? <laughs> that has lyrics. It's a knock. The genius Gen Z of social media <laughs> have discovered, and this English guy made it known to the world. No. That thing, that thing we just did for you, the yeah. common knock. Sure. It's got lyrics. And no one knew. I might have to retire after this. I, this is, this is mind-blowing. It'll me. all make sense, all I right. swear. It's coming up next. <laughs> the South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. You know where else you can find the Rapid Fire podcast, all the other podcasts, and also the uh, streaming live of the show and podcasts, everything on there, and news on the 850 mobile app. That's the way to go. A lot of people reach out to this to the app. A lot of people know the answer to the little quiz I gave you about the knock. Oh, really? Way, uh, people are already chiming in. They already oh, knew about it. Okay. Do you know you're going to be shocked before we get to that, though? Just we'll get through the news stuff first, then we'll get to the fun stuff, the kitchen drawer topics we didn't get to yet. I love it. We can S- reach in there. Oh, there it is. That's right. <laughs> Stuck in our filter. We're cleaning it out. You're like, 
<laughs> oh, yeah, we didn't talk about that one. Forgot about that. Uh, <laughs> expect more uh, response from President Trump today about the Biden documents controversy, which is getting hot and heavy. They're all chiming in now. Mm-hmm. No response officially yet from the White House, but they're leaking information to the news friends they have in the mainstream media now saying Biden didn't know. He didn't know at his center, which would probably become the presidential library for him, that there were classified documents at the Biden Center, which has been funded by China for years to the, the to the tune of $100 million. No big deal. No big deal. Doesn't matter. CBS not letting go to the story, by the way. Good. They're uh, doubling down on that and uh, more reaction coming from that. We don't know if the House is going to investigate. I wouldn't put it past them, though. Probably going to bring that. They'll put that top of the agenda. I hope so. I can absolutely see that. They got it. They got to strike while the iron is hot on that one. Yep. They really do. Absolutely right. Got a couple of birthdays here. One of them local, believe it or not, we need to talk about in the celebrity world. First of all, not local, but Pat Benatar. Oh. How old do you think she is? Uh, 67. Close. 70. Oh, wow. Okay. And our neighbor, our friend. Yes. Big listener. Yeah, yeah. Rod Stewart turned 78 today. Someone like you. Makes Ooh. it hard to live without. Isolated lyrics there. Wow, very like nice. That. Very Serenading, fancy. yeah. What do you get Rod Stewart for his birthday? Spandex? You have to. Leopard yeah. jacket? You must. I mean, <laughs> you never know. Maybe he needs a new one. Uh, maybe. I, I guess so. <laughs> I don't well, know. That's fun. All right, I'll get to the uh, little thing, the little uh, quiz I gave you before. The standard knock most people will give you when they knock on anything is a simple... That's the one. That's the cadence, right? I do that too, yeah. You might have known this before. In fact, a couple of listeners already knew it. It was featured in a very big movie before. Um, Ron Carnahan knew it. Paul Shirley knew it as well. Whoa. They reached out. You can text us on. They, they, they happen to text through the, uh, the the app. But here's where young Americans are discovering this now. And I think it's unbelievable to find out that little knock actually has lyrics. I, I can't believe this. I, li- I literally have never known this before. But when you hear it, you're going to understand. So this English guy went on social media. He did Instagram and TikTok, and he alerted the world to it, and he explains it very well. And he's English, which makes it just funny. Oh, good. It's called shaving a haircut. What? I found out that this knock has a name. <laughs> what? I was watching Netflix uh, with the subtitles on. Someone knocked like that, and it came up in the subtitles... The name of that knock. Are you serious? Is it ringing a bell yet? Actually, it's yeah. a shave and a haircut. Shave it. It's shave and a haircut. Two bits. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. It was featured in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but it's but it's but it's been out for years, and it used to be a thing in like the early the old timey days. You used to hear it in songs. Shave and a haircut. Two bits. Why? It was like a barbershop song. Are you serious? No, that was like a thing they would sing to you, like barbershop quartets. Uh, this is shave and a haircut. Two bits. <laughs> <laughs> This is blowing my mind. I'm telling you. This is like that time I found out you and Jen told me that Jimmy Dean had been dead since the 60s. Your whole life he's not been yeah, alive. I know. Isn't that wild? Shave and a haircut. Two, what's the two bits? That's how much it cost. Oh. So he's shaving a haircut. Yeah. And you go down to the barbershop for a shave and a haircut. And that, that was the little song. Ron Carnahan and Paul Shirley. Congratulations. They both knew exactly where it came from. Most... It had been in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. They feature that, but it, oh, it's wow. been in a bunch of different other stuff. The the thing that the guy, the English guy, was watching on Netflix yeah. that came up in the lyrics, which sent him, which blew his mind. 
That was from old some old timey movie. So was this just like like a societal thing? Yeah, I think it was. And it just kind of got picked up. I, as... I've heard it in westerns. Really? Yeah. And then it just got picked up and went through time, and everybody kind of forgot the origin. And then somewhere along the way in American culture, somebody was humming to themselves, and they decided to knock on a door in the same rhythm. And here we are today. Yes. Where I now have my mind blown. How about that? Shave and a haircut. Two bits. <laughs> <laughs> now you understand, the rest of your life, whenever you knock on a door, you're going to be thinking about that in I this day. sure am. We just changed your life. Yes. It's going to run through my head forever now. <laughs> that is amazing. I know, isn't it? We've got three minutes left, and I don't know how I'm going to recover, to I be know. honest with you. How about that, though? Yes. That's really good. Bet you didn't think it had lyrics. You've changed my life, Bill Adams. All right, well, this will change your life, too, because you're going to agree with most of them. Okay. First of all, there's something floating around also in social media we didn't get to. It's called the five-in-one ratio, which kind of, sort of, leads into our next thing. The five-in-one ratio, to me, believe it or not, I think a lot of these things are stupid. This makes a lot of sense. Basically, what they're saying is you need a five-to-one ratio of good things to bad things that happen in a relationship to make something better. You have one negative interaction, you need five positive ones. Like, hmm. you know, have a little bit of an argument, whatever. And then little things will turn it around. doesn't even have to be something big, like a smile or a joke is enough, just to make sure you have five good things for every one bad thing, and your relationship will last forever. I feel like that's a good ratio. I really do, too. That makes a lot of sense. And it doesn't take a lot. It doesn't always take, like, you know, the overachievers. Right. I bring flowers to her every day. Yeah. That's because you cheated on her. <laughs> that's because you feel guilty about something. All right. Yeah, yeah well, that's all right. That's, that's, that's not too bad. Maybe, maybe even three. I don't know. Depends. Maybe if they're three bigger ones. Yeah, hell of a kiss. Yeah, well, that much. <laughs> I think maybe that you might need that skill set when you come off of this. The top ten highly specific turnoffs we dump somebody over. Ten of them. Wow. Okay. I'm not. I'm not that difficult, but there are a few that I would not be able to deal with. Uh, let's start with the with the most popular ones first. We'll start actually at one instead of building up body okay. odor. Oh yeah, that's that is bad. totally a dumpable offense. That's a bad one. Yeah, that's true. Pretending to be more knowledgeable about something than they really are. That puts us in direct jeopardy because we do it every day. Every day. It's how we make our living. Being rude to waiters. <laughs> yeah, I see. I've seen people dumped at a restaurant over this. That I would have a tough time with that. Thankfully, Kristen's never had a problem with that. Just, really? No, she's, she's, she's always, like, if I, oh, I don't I thought you like to ask not, questions. Her not having a problem with you being mean to oh, waiters. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't see that happening. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Just dirty living, living in filth. Yeah, I couldn't stand that. General rudeness. How about this? Dirty fingernails. Oh, that's a, yeah, you know what? Yeah, we but what if, fingernails. what if you're like a mechanic? You work for a living. Uh, and it can happen sometimes. Try to clean that oil off a little bit. <laughs> Find the gojo. Yeah. Too clingy. Too clingy is an issue. Bad teeth. You know what, though? See, bad teeth, it's not like that's a surprise. You know what I mean? If someone has bad teeth, you're going to find that out pretty much just before you even talk to them. You're like six years into the marriage. Oh, I've never seen you smile. <laughs> Come on. Good God. You would know that pretty early on. Uh, <laughs> double texting? I guess this is a term. Send a second text because you haven't replied. Oh, that's, well. It I, does get a little annoying sometimes. That's a dumpable. Effect, no, it's though, not dumpable. It? Loud talkers. I don't really mind loud talking. It's a little <laughs> annoying, but. How about this, though? Being an overly heavily heavy breather. Heavy breathing is on my list. Would you dump somebody over that? I, they would have to improve. I'll give them a chance. I know where this wasn't on the list, but I went to college with a kid. He dumped his girlfriend because she put hot sauce in a potato chip bag. <laughs> he dumped her on the spot. I've never forgotten that. 
<laughs> that was it, huh? That was it. He was done. See, loud chewing would be the one for me. I'm like, we, <laughs> oh, my we, God. We, we got to fix this. I was hoping it was on the list. <laughs> All right. We'll have a lot to talk about tomorrow, including uh, the Biden document thing. Mm. Maybe, maybe something from the Golden Globes. But uh, thanks for hanging out with us. And remember, shave and a haircut, two bits. <laughs> talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>